All right. Time to call James. Hello? Yo. Hey, what's up, man? How much? All right. Cool. So, <clears throat> did you have a you have anything you want to talk about today? Yeah, my fuckhead cats. Go for it. <laughs> well, I have, uh, how many fuckhead cats do I have? Well, here, shit. We got Fonzie, Arthur Fonzarelli. He's a jerk. Got, uh, Willow. That cat's just a cunt. And then, uh, <laughs> adopted this big freaking orange, the cat, this last week. Not this last week. It was like about a year ago. Uh-huh. But it was one of those uh, dupe deals at the animal shelter where it's BOGO, it's kitten season. Oh, really? Yeah, well, kittens grow up and they turn to fuckhead cats. And, you know, of course, your kids get attached to them. You can't get rid of them. <laughs> I like that cat a lot, man. The, the orange one? Yeah. The, the... Yeah, well, all of them, but the orange one in particular because he hit me in the face and it was... And I, I had my vengeance on him. So you have like a... And he was a good sport. You going to hold a grudge on my cat now or what? Oh, no, I already I already took out a, took out my grudge. Yeah, he was, tr- he was trying that's to... that's why he cries at night now. <laughs> he was trying to cat slap me and I, I I got him like three times before he could retaliate. You know, my uh, my one big cat, he... Uh, I think he's racist. He, he's a jerk, but... Uh, he attacked the the neighbor lady the other day. Yeah, and he didn't like you know attack her, you know like bite her or anything. But uh, he uh, like like hid in the bush and uh, jumped at her. But she's like you know she's a rather uh, large woman. Uh-huh. Yeah, she. Uh, I want to say she was from like Louisiana. Okay. And she started cussing my cat out, but she was calling my motherfucker. But the like when uh, someone who's like Creo, they start like cussing. It was yeah. funny to hear somebody. Cuss out my cat. <laughs> uh, my dog was racist. My my old dog Mac, but we never socialized him around uh, around black people, so it was our fault, you know. But yeah, he was he was pretty embarrassing, man. <laughs> he would fucking just go. He would like run out in the street. He was, was pretty fucked up. I had to chase him a lot because of that. What made him run out the street all the time? Or? Black people. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. <laughs> it was pretty funny, but yeah, it was fucking problematic, dude. Okay. Like my cat's not so much racist. I think he's just uh, dominant. So like, whenever a man in a uniform comes over, and uh-huh. uh, I used to put the delivery instructions on the special instructions. Uh, cat hates doorbell. Ring doorbell ten times for extra tip. <laughs> and I'd say about maybe like one out of ten times the the pizza person would finally do it. Yeah, and it would totally drive my cat nuts. That's fucking funny. And then he uh, like wants to attack the person at the front door. So like you know how you like try to kick a dog back to keep him away from the door. You have to like push him away from the door, and he's you know he's almost thirty pounds. Yeah, he's so a it's big motherfucker. Pushing a, a small house tiger yeah. out of the way when he wants out. Yeah. That's uh, hilarious. Timmy, I tell you right now, we used to uh, download uh, a ring 
door, uh, was it door, doorbell sound effect on the phone. And we just ring it repeatedly just to piss the cat off. <laughs> what would he do, man? What do you, would he react? I don't know. What do you think, Timmy? He, uh, he would look at us like we were stupid. And he knew we were fucking with him. Yeah. He was destined to get to whatever was making that noise. Yeah. He'd climb all the way to the very top of the cat tower, be next to the doorbell, and just sit there and pod. <laughs> uh, fuck, I, I love cats, man. I wish I could have a cat, but my, my girl's allergic. <clears throat> so I've been without without cat for like a decade. Yeah, it's a long time not to have a pet that you're familiar with. Yeah, that's all right. I, I go around. I find cats in the street, pet them. I'm good for like two weeks. <laughs> you get your, your fill, yeah. your fix. Yeah. Uh, aren't you afraid of uh, how people might look at you? Standing in their yard, you know, mowing their lawn, and you just come up and start caressing their cat. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I know. You know, I, I stopped doing it so creepy. I, like, wait on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, the the cats that I encounter, like this, uh, recently, where I live, I live in, uh, in Redlands, and on the south side of Redlands is super fucking fancy, just, like, ridiculous affluent, you know, billionaires probably that live right there and uh, I like to go walking over there because it's like uphill kind of challenging all the streets are, are fucked up and weird and uh, this big ass orange cat just came like running from like I swear like almost a block away and so it's instances like that where I'll pet a cat but like yeah like if, a, if a person is out there with their dog or something well I don't pet dogs I really don't like dogs but uh yeah, I'll, I'll, pet, I'll pet a stray cat, man. In a neighborhood like that, though, wouldn't you be considered like a uh, serial cat petter? <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would. Uh, uh, you know, hey, I, do you think any of those animals are ever reaching out for help or trying to communicate? Oh, no. Those fucking animals, they have a higher uh, yearly income than me, for sure. Especially in that neighborhood. Hey, so uh, one thing I wanted uh, to bring up since we're talking about um, just not just cats but pets in general was uh, animal mourning okay uh, how pets uh, mourn uh, so uh, my girlfriend wanted me to mention that uh, here recently we uh, it's the year I oh, know it's not a year it's been more than a year but it's the anniversary of one of her uh, pets uh, deaths and uh, we had a neighbor lady who uh, didn't like the cat. The cat was real friendly. He visited all the neighbors. It was always nice. And uh, he would go and uh, try to get the hummingbirds that were going to her hummingbird feeders. Okay. And she, uh, she had threatened uh, the girls a couple of times, really upset them. Well, I'm going to kill your cat. You tell your dad if he doesn't you know, get that cat, I'm going to kill him. Uh-huh. And it's just, just a mean lady. And uh, actually this cat would actually come all the way up into your apartment if you have the door open he'd come lay on your bed with you watch TV with you love you you know and then go on to the next neighbor yeah that's groovy uh huh well it just so happened uh, she's the one that ran him over killed him fucking bitch cause I came home from work and then she's like uh, oh hey uh, by the way um, uh, uh, your cat got hit and uh, I moved him to the side and, and I called animal control 
and animal control already picked him up but here's his collar and i'm like what the fuck it's really convenient for you today isn't it yeah um but long story short so the the animal morning right uh my cat this guy he would go out uh sunset be gone out all night and i'd go to work like four in the morning i come home and he'd be coming home you know from playing all night and uh he'd go straight for the food dish and this cat would literally just pass out like totally wore out that would, like, <laughs> method, you know, poke at him you know, yeah like, oh rough fucker yeah well he had a friend an animal friend which is a completely stray cat and we called them batman and robin because my cat was black the other cat was all gray yeah i put him on the roof at three in the morning all kinds of stuff well for a week straight after digit had died that cat was waiting outside my door every morning oh, I'd come out, he'd just look at me and this cat, like I said, he's a stray. You could have pet him, could have yeah. nowhere near him. But uh, he would just stare at me, and I'm like, and I had to tell him, like, hey, I'm sorry, your your little buddy's not. You can't come out and play with him. Yeah. And uh, but, um, I've seen other instances where, like, uh, you see soldiers die and their dogs mourn on the graves. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. Um, the old lady dies and their dog doesn't know what happened to grandma. Yeah. Yeah, I had a dog like that too. It, I'm not sure if it was morning. I think it was this dog's first experience with death, and and it was really interesting because um, oh, uh, my cat uh, Sing, she had just died. Uh, I found her on my way home from from high school, and we had this black dog. He was a black lab, big big fucking dog, and he wasn't. He wasn't a bad dog. He just he wasn't friendly. He wasn't socialized. It was just like like too late for that that dog, right? Anyway, I found my cat. I brought the cat home and I buried her in the backyard. And this dog went like I don't know like like 2 days later to the to the site where I, I buried her. And well he like he dug, you know. He he smells uh stuff. And so he dug up a little hole, and I got home from school, and this dog's head was, like, hanging so low, like, he was just, like, you could tell he's just fucking bummed, you know, or, like, I don't know, he's just impacted, I'm not sure if he was bummed, and I was like, what's going on, dog, you know, it was so interesting, because I'd never really seen a reaction like that in an animal, like, he, he, he wasn't exactly friendly, this cat didn't like him, so they weren't, like, cuddle buddies or nothing but this dude was fucking devastated man and i just i i yeah that, that, was, that was really interesting to see an animal feel uh so deeply for the loss of another animal but i don't know do- dogs are like um what do they say like about like toddler intellect comparatively i'm not sure how they know that but i don't know makes sense compared to their age all well, tim's uh grandparents uh, died here originally did they have any pets um, they did, but all of the pets died before they did. Okay, so you didn't get to experience any animal mourning with, with your parent, grandparents dying? No. Yeah. We were all cremated sitting on the, their fireplace. Wow. Goddamn. Hey, you ever, see the, you ever see the police go rummaging through uh, not just animal remains, but like human uh, remains? 
like demanding to know like oh what kind of drugs is this it's like this is my grandmother you bastard yeah i've heard of that fucking shit there, there was a lady in apple valley uh she lived next right next door to my uncle and she had owned that house since like i think they said the 60s and um she f- somehow got to bury her husband in the backyard and this was about 2000 2016 and the fucking fbi was over there and they dug up her whole backyard to get her husband's remains i thought that was pretty fucking dumb and they like they know who it was no i mean they they found out who it was you know i'm not no, sure huh was there a grave or like a like a headstone or they actually have to look for she it. buried him under a tree Oh shit! Yeah, so they that, they fucked up the tree. Outside. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, so. it was. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, guys. Oh no, I was gonna say, is it legal too? I don't, I don't know, but it doesn't sound legal. So like, then, I mean, one, I guess if it's your husband, I mean, you have you know all the right to, I guess, do with his body as you please. But for the FBI, a federal. Uh, agency to come out to your property and then dig up your dead husband that doesn't sound uh doesn't sound good yeah and uh you know i'm really mystified as to uh, obviously it was a neighbor you know i didn't i didn't inquire with her specifically i'm pretty sure it was a touchy topic but uh yeah i wonder how they caught wind of that you know buried him like 20 years ago or something uh this is, this is like secondhand info from my uncle which uh, i trust but uh yeah like that it seems illegal and then one other thing too that i had heard was that um oh there's some kind of ticking going on i don't hear nothing we're, we're just chilling here in the car oh that's weird oh there it's my gone phone is charging you want me to try to unplug my, my charger and see if it changes it Alright. Yeah. We're yep. not we're not charging anymore. All right. Is there any less feedback? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I wonder if it was a uh, interesting. So what happened with the remains with the tree? Like the tree had to be like getting all the nutrients off the of the body and shit, right? Yeah, fucking long ago probably, you know. They but they fucked up the tree. I think the tree just got got kind of mangled, right? Um it's still standing, but they cut up a bunch of roots and it kind of like went all barren for a while and what was i gonna say oh yeah so i think that it is technically illegal um to just bury remains like that uh some especially since like about i don't know like 400 feet away there's a well i think yeah i know and i drank that water and it was was fucking slimy what did Uncle Earl taste like? Oh, it's pretty slimy, dude. Pretty slimy, kind of earthy. A little bit of uh, a little bit of clay. <laughs> I don't know. Did we consider it organic? Uh, yeah, it was organic. It was compost and everything, dude. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Not. No, it tasted fucking bad for you. Like you can't drink that well water at all. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, they have that way you can get. Uh entombed into the ground where you turn into a tree they put you in that like a, a some sort of a sack it's a tree and they, they put you in the ground and oh, then your yeah. body it grows into a tree yeah 
Yeah, I heard about that. A little, little dramatic, you know. But I don't know if you're, you know, if you want some sentimental, like, uh, landmark for your family. I think, I suppose that's a pretty good idea. You want to be turned into a tree too? <clears throat> I don't know if I'd want uh, my future children to uh, walk up to a tree and uh, just, Hi, Dad. I really miss you. What if you were a fruit tree? Like an apple. Like so, uh, but I'm not fruity. Oh, okay. How about a I'm, I'm more like an oak tree. Did <laughs> 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 you say, what about a, a nut tree? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, maybe two nuts on it. So is that cannibalism? <laughs> is somebody your death tree? Is that organic cannibalism? Well, I mean, the plants and the animals eat each other endlessly, right? Yeah. So, I guess no and yes. We're so close-minded about cannibals, man. I did I did learn some shit about cannibals actually the other day and there's this weird fucking disease it's similar to mad cow disease that um oh, I forget the name of of oh yeah prions I think they're called uh it's this like I'm not sure if it's a bacteria or if it's some kind of protein that's present like in the brain and when a human consumes prions from another person's brain you get like this weird fucked de- degenerative disease um, I think it just makes you crazy and then you die. <laughs> but I now, think how do you, know you don't have this disease because, uh, like you admitted to earlier, uh-huh. uh, the water was slimy. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking slimy. It tasted. Uh, <laughs> it tasted gross. That's for sure. My my aunt warned me too. She because I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. You know, if I don't have personal experience with it, I don't fucking believe you. And that's pretty bad a lot of times, and that was that was pretty bad that time too. But yeah, yeah, I know that, that explains why I'm uh, why I'm doing this right now, I guess. <laughs> Have you ever tried water like out on a trail? Will you drink just straight water out of a stream? Yeah. And to make your stomach all fucked up or what? No, it didn't actually, and it, it probably should have because of where it was where it was at. Um, I heard that. Uh, should the apocalypse come and the utilities uh, go kaput, that most people would die on this planet due to uh, waterborne diseases from drinking from natural water sources. Well, look at all the lithium that's getting into the water from all these damn electric vehicles when they uh, catch on fire. Yeah. And uh, so all these businesses are required to have uh, retention p- uh, ponds, you know, right next. So if you have like a warehouse, there's always a big retention pond right there. You know? Yeah, yeah, just open so, air for it to evaporate. Yeah. Whenever there's a car fire, they say it takes like they have to soak the battery. So they put multiple fire hoses inside the the burning body of the car after you know it's smoldering. Yeah. And uh, they have to soak that battery. Well, imagine all that uh, lithium contamination that's getting into our groundwater by all the retention all the water runoff you know so it's only a matter of time before uh the lithium content is sky high and uh, the, the anywhere's natural uh aquifer i guess you would call it yeah so everyone's promoting these evs and uh well they're gonna 
what's going to happen with the groundwater here within not just in 20 years, but imagine just in 10 years, you know? Dude, now, man. Now it's fucking fucked up with what we got already. And that's like without uh, human stupidity, you know, and our so called innovation with fucking electric vehicles and all that shit. I was looking at like a profile of, uh, of some of the municipal water here in Redlands. And like the levels of fluoride and fluorine or fluoramine, I can't remember what it's pronounced, but, but it's, uh, that in particular, that heavy metal is like super, super hard to filter, you know, like most of the municipal water filtration just can't, can't handle it at all. You got all the, uh, Mm -hmm. the lithium from the batteries. Yeah. Yeah. uh, A news uh, article that I, I came across a few weeks ago, actually, uh, in Sacramento, uh, a Tesla caught fire. Yeah. And it got uh, two or three trucks um, with the fire hoses and all the water in the tanks. They couldn't put it out. So they dug a hole, filled the hole with water, and then drug the Tesla into the hole of water. And it finally distinguished. Oh, I mean, shit. what do you think happened to the, that surrounding area? Now all that battery acid and lithium and all that shit is now just seeped into the ground yeah it's fucking horrible dude like you you know what's also irritating too about about like lithium and all that shit is that it's old technology and we have we have better technology already we have um what what are they called uh the salt uh batteries um there's the uh what is it it's from the dude that invented uh lithium batteries john b good enough was his name and he invented lithium batteries in the 80s and him and this other lady she's an engineer in argentina they made a battery that's uh i think it's essentially non-toxic you know it's like oh it's a salt sulfur battery and it has i think uh, these special glass uh cathodes and anodes and the shit doesn't degrade like anywhere near as fast um it kind of like defies the laws of uh, energy conservation by gaining more capacity through its life and it doesn't grow dendrites so it's like what the fuck are we still doing making planning to make millions billions of cars fucking lithium dude corporate money yeah yeah you know what one of the biggest uh um uh, downfalls of tesla uh, with, by their own admission was uh, they were telling the customers at first uh, uh-huh. they said now that you're a Tesla customer um, so you're a Tesla customer for life so they said you don't need to worry about the trade-in value so these without a car being in the market for so long there's no study or actual you know research to say oh your car's worth this there's nothing to compare it to so uh, they said uh, well don't worry because by the time you know you're ready for another Tesla you know you, you're here for life well they didn't have a battle battery recycling program in enacted yet and so they said they didn't know that it was going to affect the trade-in value well since uh even not even a tesla doesn't matter what electric vehicle you have to replace the battery in yeah a brand new battery right now is 70 percent of the cost of the vehicle well tesla didn't was they didn't expect that so now they're finding out like well shit the resale value of our car is shit so what do we do? Do we tell our customers that we told them that you're, gonna, you're a lifelong customer now? 
So all these companies are still struggling to, the only way that I know that they can recycle is they can just grind it up and they can separate the chemicals and they can resell the, the materials back to battery manufacturers. Huh. So with that being said, there's all this technology and they, we can't even reuse or, you know, the whole reduce, reuse, recycle. We're actually just creating more waste by going EV. Yeah. And California is super against not recycling, right? Like you would think something like that, the chemical hazards and battery itself. I mean, you're not even supposed to throw batteries into your trash can at home. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's okay to dump lithium in the Target parking lot when your Tesla catches on fire. <laughs> Fuck Target. <laughs> yeah, man. You know they they're doing that. I'm not. Uh, what was it? It was in the Salton Sea, I think, that they're gonna they're planning on, or trying to, make uh, a big lithium uh, refine refinement facility out there, right right like on the Salton Sea, because I guess it's super super rich in uh, lithium deposits. Like, that's a that's a dead zone anyway, right? Like for biological life, I think there is there are fish in there somehow. But they're all fucking dead, and they just keep showing up dead. I have no idea what's going on there, but, uh, well, yeah, I do. Actually, it's the agricultural runoff shit, but, yeah, they're going to make that stuff over here, man. They're going to make it over here. I don't know if they're going to recycle it here. There's a lot of fertilizer runoff from all the, I was watching some of there where they're talking about, it went from um, the best uh, vacation resort for the elite to the fucking wasteland. Yeah. Within... 20 years yep yep all the farming I have a friend that lives out there uh and he lives in like this fuck this sweet spot where he lives right on the shore uh of that body of water but for some reason the smell like flies over him and it hits the next house like really nasty <laughs> so he's pretty lucky but that shit is gross dude that shit is so gross and like more on the lithium thing yeah, it's just like like it's it's bad technology with bad prospects for recyclability, but it already has government funding, and the government apparently, in the face of the public, is always fucking like I don't know twenty years behind in the science, you know, in innovation. It's stupid. All these incentives that. It, well, hey, you remember we were talking about the vegans' uh, carbon footprint being bigger than the like you know just a regular agriculture. Yeah. The, our factory put out a uh, newsletter saying that uh, lithium is so evasive to the environment that we're going to stop selling the lithium. Uh, uh, it was some new lithium opportunity charging battery. It was the greatest technology and it was the best of the best. And then uh, as soon as it uh, came out in production, yeah, uh, the factory was saying uh, we're no longer going to offer this because it's uh, so bad, so evasive to the environment that we're going to have to go with. Uh, I think they're going back to the nickel, nickel cadmium. Yeah. So they're going back to proven technology saying that this lithium is so great, but it's actually so bad. And then they're, we're not going to produce it anymore. It's we're, we're, we're done. Yeah. And the thing is, if they're so against all these, you know, extra shit about the fucking EV Dodge just came out yesterday, actually with three, um, 
charger based uh, vehicles that are all going to be fully electric. And it's going to be nice to know to find out, you know, what they're actually using for their batteries. If it's going to be lithium or the nickel, uh, whatever he was just talking about. Yeah. Nickel cadmium. Nickel cadmium. It's a big word. My brain isn't big enough for that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. I think a bet, the better bet is the way that Japan wants to go with the um, the hydrogen fuel cell stuff. Like, yeah, you're driving around with the bomb, but, you know, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I'd rather, I'd rather risk driving around with the hydrogen fuel cell than, you know, knowingly participating in something that I think is, is like, morally wrong. Uh, shit, shit matters to me, so I, I don't think that I would ever buy an EV. I don't know how to fix it in my garage, <laughs> either. So that doesn't that doesn't inspire me at all. But the hydrogen fuel cell shit is pretty cool, man. It's essentially electric, you know. I don't know. This might get put put me on a list, uh, some sort of agency. But uh, you know, that dude that died a long time ago. Yeah. He finally made a uh, water powered car. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just do that? Oh, because that's, uh, that's essentially what the hydrogen fuel cell shit is. It's just that for him, what he was doing was hydrolysis on board, right? So you have a bunch of, like an array of uh, metal plates, and one side you got a positive, the other side you got a negative. And actually, you know what? You know what? I'm going to shut up because I don't know exactly what kind of motor he had in that thing. I'm not sure if he had a motor in that thing. Because I know that you can do electrolysis and create hydrogen, essentially have your car run on water. Because when you when you put a charge to water, it splits up the uh, molecules into oxygen and then one side hydrogen. And you run off the hydrogen. Um, well, they but, had that motorcycle, uh-huh. but uh, they said so. It had like uh, an intake on the front, yeah. and it had it had the plates as you were talking about. And uh, the guy had to like a scooter, you know, kickstart, you know, get going. Yeah. And then once the airflow on it, that that thing started cranking. It's a little Japanese bike. It looked like a dirt bike, but uh, it had the hydrogen uh, generator on it. Yeah. Um, it's out there, but you know, you know, to answer Timmy's question. Uh, I don't want to call it uh, patent suppression in, in any conspiracy anyway, but it's cheaper to uh, keep to not make something, or it's so expensive to produce the technology and uh, mass production that you know the mainstream can't afford it. Yeah, yeah, like Toyota's Toyota's uh, the Mirai. That's that's the one that's in production right now for, and it's a hydrogen fuel cell. That shit is seventy thousand dollars. Last time I checked. I heard something about diesel engines. If you were to uh, run a, a hydrogen cell through it, um, some of these big Dodge 3500s are getting like 40 miles to the gallon. No way. I'm going to look into it. I believe the, it. In the early 2000s, the BMW 745i, uh-huh. you had, of course, the American version and the, the German version. Yeah. Uh, the German version had a, uh, a diesel in the same V12 that was making some absurd amount of horsepower. You know, it's low RPM, but they also had an engine that had uh, has no camshaft. It's just, uh, oh man, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, it just used electronic valves. Yeah. And uh, but because it doesn't meet certain emission criteria, 
where, where you know we say how come we don't how come they don't make this how come they don't make that well because it's the the government who regulates certain rules in there that uh, prevent us from having these technologies. Yeah. Uh, on on top of that, um, if you look at the driving styles of look how people drive in California, look, look at primarily how Prius drivers, Jeep drivers, and Tesla drivers all battle it out there like it's some goddamn fucking circus. Yeah, out there it's fucked up with those guys. <laughs> And it's like, look how fast, uh, okay, if it's an EV vehicle and you're supposed to be all dolphin and big and friendly, why the fuck are you driving like such a fucking asshole when you're Tesla? Because he bought the Tesla, man. That should be enough. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, uh, on the other hand, uh, they're, so like, you go to Australia, they got cars that are freaking amazing over there with, uh, there's no power restrictions. So, like, all these people who think that their Charger, Challenger, Mustang, and Camaro's a, all-american muscle car uh-huh. the real muscle cars are made in uh, australia really um, so down there if you want to kill yourself with horsepower go for it they don't care but you go over to japan it's all about emissions uh, i think they only go forty thousand miles on an engine before you either have to throw away the engine or get a new car yeah um go over to um you know Germany on the Autobahns, and uh, they got cars that could run 100 miles an hour for three hours at a time and still be getting 30 miles per gallon. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny is that some of the cars that get the most best gas mileage are the, the high performance supercars. If you drive like a six speed or seven speed car on the freeway at, at uh, 70 miles an hour, uh-huh. a lot of those cars get 31, 36, 40 miles an hour to the gallon. So you put your foot in it and it goes down to nine. Yeah. What, what about? A, oh, go ahead, man. I have a 2020 Ford Escape. It has a three liter, one point or a 1.6 liter, three cylinder, turbo engine. What? And on the highway, I get upwards of 26 and a half, 27 miles per gallon. Uh-huh. And, and uh, city, I get right now. I'm getting like 24 and a half, and it's I think a 3,000 pound four-door suv compact yeah and it's crazy what the turbo will just do for you i always wondered about that the three cylinders like i know toyota came out with the i think the little corolla wagon has a turbo three-cylinder yeah it's the um the gr corolla it's supposed to release in fall it's a same style engine just toyota made it so 1.6 liter three-cylinder with a turbo yeah just make like 300 horsepower all-wheel drive what the fuck those things run so rough though you you heard of the atkins engine right it's like the oh yeah yeah you know that engine is over 200 years old and now it's ooh, look at this brand new technology (laughs) yeah it's because we don't remember (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we don't read yeah there's uh, there's that one I, and heard, uh, I got in trouble in, uh, in junior high school I used to like uh, I would take bricks in my backpack to school and I'd put them on, like, on the on the gas pedal and I'd make the janitor's car like go down the hill <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for my punishment I had to do a five page essay on uh, electric vehicles that's cool mm-hmm. well jokes on them you know motherfuckers look what I learned um the electric vehicle predates the standing steamer by a hundred years. So all this uh, technology, all this blue sky blue, all this fucking you know, 
top of the line shit that these people, you know, like Tim, you know, he's got this little car here that, you know, he thinks gets good, great, great gas mileage. But yeah. if you think about it, the technology that's under the hood is uh, obsolete by a uh, hundred years minimum. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and here we are struggling. Um, I was reading here not so long ago the, uh, when all the engineers at Toyota were uh, getting ready to um, produce the, the first uh, hybrid Prius. They say, we, uh, what is the most uh, reliable technology available, you know, that we can, you know, put a standard to? So they're looking around, looking around, and uh, they went all the way back to uh, World War II um, submarine technology. And that's what was the first basis. So you watch videos of showing them, like, all the different uh, torque converters and uh, drive motors that they use. And you see the evolution of the hybrid motor and, like, a time-lapse motor all yeah. the way up to date. And um, I, I don't feel that they're any ahead of themselves that what they were 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I mean, if we had all this technology in the 1940s, why are we, you know, you know with our dicks in the sand still? Because it's warm. Yeah. It's, it's warm for their pockets. Yeah. See, he, so he's talking about, you know, 20 years ago, Honda... Tesla and Toyota were all in the electric vehicle game 20 years ago. There's, I don't remember the exact name for the Honda. Tesla, you know, had their original starter cars. This is 2022. We're 22 years later, and we've only gotten to this spot where we're trying to figure out how we don't pollute the earth even more. Yeah. On electric vehicles that are supposed to, you know, quote unquote, save the earth. Yeah. And, you know, not produce emission and shit like that, which half the electric vehicles are still uh, have gas motors in them and they're still polluting. Yeah. It's like, how really, how really smart are these guys to begin with? And it takes 20 years to get to this point. It's weird. And that, that's why, I, that's why I question, that's why I question market forces and like the things that are introduced in general, you know, like, like to, to me, uh, the, the government is the shadow of big business, right? And the government, apparently, they're the ones that authorize what kind of technologies in general that the public is going to have access to, um, what gets funded, what gets popularized, and it kind of, like, all works in concert, right? And I don't know, I, I just, I, I think it's some kind of fucking, I don't know, I, it's a con conspiracy, all right? But well, look at the, maybe uh, not. The I don't GM, know. Is it EV1? Yeah. Uh, it was the EV1. You know, all the, the first uh, electric vehicle uh, General Motors made? Yeah. It was in the law, late 90s, and uh, they said the only reason they made it was to appease a requirement. There was a s small print into the, what the, not necessarily the EPA, but the, so the feds mandated to the General Motors, they said, you know, you have to make a car or show that you have the capability and if you don't have the capability you have to prove that the funding or the technology isn't there well remember this is all old technology so general motors right away made the ev1 and then only leased it to these people so all these people had two uh two-year leases and remind this is 20 years before tesla I mean, even though Tesla had the Roadster, you know, in, in the late 90s. But the point being is, after the lease was up, General Motors revoked everybody's car and destroyed all of them. 
Yeah. And there's people protesting outside the plant, crying, I love my car, this is perfect, it works great. So, and then all General Motors had to do was say, oh yeah, this cost, this cost of manufacturing was just too much, yeah. discontinued. Yeah. But because we proved that they could do it, it, it fulfilled or satisfied the government's requirement at that timeline. So even though that was then, this is now, so why can't we we already had the technology for this it was proven technology and uh here all we have to do is just via paperwork just say oh it's not effective at this time yeah you know the 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 way that that we have to live too like in in california and well frankly for in most uh places now i mean it, it just makes it to where like like your options are, you know, you have to have a car or you're fucked, <laughs> right? Like we're, we're a very car-centric uh, society, especially in Southern California. Um, and it's just the, the way that things are laid out. You can't, you can, you can live like, uh, I guess you'd call it like a provincial kind of life, lifestyle, where everything you need is in one town and... You know, if you want to venture out, well, you could go ahead and rent a car or something like that. But for the most part, you won't you won't need it. I've only encountered like a handful of places: one where I'd want to live like that, and then two where I could live like that. And uh, Redlands is actually one of those places. You know, if if you, well, I don't know, most places could be like that. Like if you work close to your home, within reasonable biking distance, and you have reasonable hours. I think it it is possible for you to do without the headache of a car and without the impact of a car. But how many people well, how many people would realistically Redlands, want to? Redlands and San Bernardino does have the fast track, Metrolink, and all that stuff. But you know, before all that, you know, there used to be a, I want to say it was called, and you know, people can correct me if I'm wrong, but there used to be a, what was called the Red Line in all the Inland Empire. Oh yeah, uh huh. And it was a trolley system. And I, from what I understand, it was some of the most world-renowned trolley system that was, you can go, I want to say you could have gone from San Bernardino to like Pasadena. Because there, you know, there's that bike trail that goes from San Bernardino to uh, uh, Pasadena. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt if that was this old trolley line through there, but uh, General Motors bought all the trolley systems out of LA, uh, San Bernardino, Inland Empire. And they, after they bought them, or uh, what do they call it, like incorporated, uh-huh. they dismantled everything because they wanted everyone to buy a car. Yeah. So, like, when everybody says, "Oh, we're look look at this great public transportation we've provided for everybody to force you to get to work in a two and a half hour time mm-hmm. frame." I can only imagine what it would be, what it would take for me to go from work where I live down to where you live. Yeah. Uh, just a little work, you know, four hours of travel. It's like, what the hell? And but the thing is, is they already had this in place, and um, these large companies just destroyed it all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- there's there's a lot of remnants of like tracks and uh, railways, roadways, right, all through the mountains and all that shit over here. Like that. Uh, just recently, maybe a couple of months ago, I went on a hike um, up in Highland. And 
there's like the regular hiking trail like down in the valley between all these hills and then if you go up uh you kind of have to clamber up the hills a little bit and find it but there's a rock wall and that shit goes all the way um from highland uh through to i think it drops you off in lucerne valley so you go you go through the whole uh i think crest line and all that shit takes you out through green valley and then you end up over there is it dirt road what is it it's it's like a really deteriorated uh path it's like barely even visible in some spots anymore it's it's pretty much like like there's parts of it where i was fucking shitting bricks because we were like i don't know a hundred feet up and you're pretty much walking on like 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 in the movies you know like on the side of a fucking building and you got like a a foot of uh, stuff to walk on like that yeah there's all kinds of mine shafts and stuff like all along the way but it's there that's scary yeah well you know hey when you you were talking about public transportation so you're you're in a you know i don't want to call it a metropolis area so you you have everything yeah so up here in the desert we, we don't have shit i'm gonna ask tim could you would you know i know you have a car and everything but could you take public transportation could you get to work so when i was going um to this charter school this was a few years ago um a lot of the kids didn't have rides to school from their parents you know either their parents you know worked in the morning whatever the reason be they would give out bus passes and it could be three days a week a month um you you can easily uh, have a bus accessible to you um somebody at my work currently takes the bus to work and uh the, the issue with that is so many people take the bus still and and it's not like good people it's yeah. not nice people yeah the high desert is known for its transients um it's homeless people that all come from down the hill like redlands la stuff like that the, the cities will literally put them on a bus and send them to victorville and drop them off and uh the issue with that is the buses are dirty they're nasty uh tweakers homeless like don't get me wrong they're in a bad situation and i hope well for them the issue is is uh me being the color of white i have a feeling if i you know so happen to accidentally look at somebody you know differently yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get stabbed with a syringe <laughs> fucking syringe <laughs> um, I'm gonna have Ganasifa herbalates type fucking A, B, and C, and uh, you know the buses. I'd rather use my fucking my two legs. I got shoes. The shoes are the Cadillac two thousands. You know, uh-huh. walk my happy ass to where I gotta go. Might be a little tiring, but uh, the bus is not the way to go. Yeah, and plus you got to deal with the. Uh people drinking off and all that crazy stuff too <laughs> you know, they get fucking groped uh, little woman's gonna be trying to go to the grocery store for a fucking hot pocket and some homeless dude's gonna be like I got a hot pocket for you," and then grab me dude no man it, it's true like the the high desert's rough man like the the bus system over here uh I've been on it once and it was okay, you know, but I had a choice and I never made that choice again. So, yeah, it, it, it does it does suck 
that public transit is so like I don't know, so fucking so so raggedy, so so dirty in some spots and kind of fucking dangerous too, for that matter. Depending on where you're what going. About all the people who don't have a choice, man. Yeah, that, that's gotta suck. You know, imagine. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Son has to um, take the bus wherever he goes to. You know, uh, and he's well, I'd call it out of network. So he's in a small town where they would probably only have a couple buses there, and then you got to take a transit bus in between major cities. But his bus pass is uh, eighty dollars a month. Damn. Um, so, you know, some of us are, are, we don't have to worry about a minimum wage job. We know we're thankful for that. But imagine trying to buy uh, almost a hundred dollar bus pass just to get to work on top, you know, on top of regular expenses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got to, you know, sit next to the homeless person offering you a moldy sandwich. Yeah. Or not a moldy sandwich, but his moldy sandwich <laughs> but uh, imagine a single mom having to be forced to s- sit near some crazy fucker like that I mean, that's not fair to that that young mom you know yeah for sure yeah and that, that's a lot of people's experience too is uh, a lot of fucking molestation a lot of robbery a lot of fuck just fucked shit happening to you on public transit and it sucks yeah I see all those videos on the, the subways oh yeah um, good lord yeah you, you said groping. What's that? Uh, there's a trend in the Japanese uh, subways where uh, like old men grab on the, the schoolgirls. Yeah. Because uh, there's no, there's barely you're in there like sardines in the on the transit system in the Asian countries. Yeah. But the uh, girls are getting the damn near raped on the on the subways by just trying to go to school. Yeah, well, Japan's really fucking weird, man. Japan is fucked up, but yeah, no, definitely that that stuff can happen anywhere. Happen anywhere, it does happen everywhere. They got that you porn. Yep. What you porn? You porn. You never heard of that? Oh, like fish fish smuggling? No, they take actual eels, and they. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna leave the rest of that out. Imagine. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> Well, stay off the New York subways. I don't want to get yield, yield, uh raped. Yeah. Oh, that's funny, dudes. Yeah, so let's see. Let's see what else I got here. If you want to shut the door, just pull the handle and close the door. Sorry, we're sitting in the car. We're, we're sitting here drinking, and we got to get out of the car for a second. Yeah, okay. Hey, did, hey. You, did you guys get to see that um, there's this uh, Russian advertisement that they released and essentially it's like the move to russia video sanctioned by the by the kremlin and the video is fucking hilarious have you guys seen it no i haven't seen that one. Oh man it's awesome you gotta you gotta you gotta watch it move to russia yeah right so it's it's in english it's subtitled in english um and it's so interesting like like just fucking every single frame is like super loaded fucking uh neuro-linguistic programming and like bashing on, ba- well, like is, is, uh-huh. is there freedom in in the Russia like there is in China? Because I heard recently there's lots of freedom in China. Oh, dude, you heard that too? <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> but is, is it a pro? It's a pro Russia uh, propaganda. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a propaganda thing, and it's hilarious. So, for people that haven't seen it, um, 
watch it, but just to describe it and what made what tickled me so much about it was uh, like okay, one of the main things that I remember is is like a bunch of flower fields, right? Two little white girls, they're running through, they're frolicking, and it says no cancel culture, right? You know, uh, fresh produce everywhere you look and shit. And then it, it has some like an adult woman, you know, blonde hair, green eyes, beautiful in slow motion. And then it's like, uh, you know, equal rights. So like it's it, it's hitting you in all in all these weird ways. Like, okay, look, we got hot women. We got fucking no cancel culture over here. There's uh yeah, they're just, they're, they're doing it up, man. It, it was so funny to see. And then it essentially said the same thing as Nancy Pelosi said, like, oh, it's really free over here. Really fucking free. You know? Don't you realize that, so it's 2022 right now, right? Yeah. They're in the middle of a war with Ukraine, their neighbors, over the, the bragging rights of a country that wants to claim its own independence in Ukraine. Yeah. It's a border city in between Russia and Ukraine that wants to, you know, claim their own independence like Texas almost. Yeah. And it, I'm, I'm not going to get into the whole situation of it, but they really think anybody in the entire world is going to want to move over there with the acts of violence that they're committing against, you know, amongst each other, I should say. Yeah. Let alone just like, oh, we have beautiful women and we don't cancel people. Hey, man. I mean, what the fuck is. You, you guys are bombing each other for absolutely no reason just to claim a piece of land. Well, no, they're not yours in Ukraine. But they're freeing them. Yeah, they're. Well, they're freeing. Are they freeing the Nazis, or I can't tell what they're fucking doing. Well, I seen this one interview with this lady where uh, her house got burnt down, right? And I guess some soldier come in there, and uh, they were looking for gas. And uh, one way or another, this, a Russian soldier was surprised to find out that they had indoor plumbing. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "You guys are just peasants, and you guys are have nothing, and you're uneducated." <laughs> okay. And they're like, She's like, no, look at the fucking pipes in, in the rubble. Yeah. And that was our kitchen. And he was like, basically like, what? Damn, we don't even have that shit. <laughs> we got a kitchen? <laughs> Wait, this is news to me. Oh, what, okay. what do you mean by uh, they're freeing Nazis? Okay, so uh, Putin told all the soldiers that uh, we're going to go. Because first it was training exercises, right, Sean? Uh, yeah, no, they're not freeing Nazis. I was being facetious there. But it, they're, supposedly they're, uh, well, you go ahead, James. You go ahead. No, no, no. So they first it was a training exercise, and then they had all the reservists there on the on the front lines, and then they invaded. So then all the, you got all these poor reservist kids that just basically got told run. So they, you know, they breach you know, across the the boundaries. They're over there holding the lines, and uh, the next thing that comes from command is, oh, uh, this is a liberation because uh, all these Ukrainians are under Nazi control. So there was all this propaganda saying that all these people are under control they're being held without all the you know proper means of life so they had a couple of these soldiers that finally get down there and they're actually talking to the ukrainian people and they're like you know where's all this hardship where's all this famine where's all this you know ideology and they're just like what the fuck are you talking about yeah we were just fine we have normal lives we're not nazis 
we don't need to be liberated because uh you know essentially when they first uh, attacked it was two weeks max and then of course everybody's going to stand the ground i mean i'm going to stand my ground yeah if somebody comes in my neighborhood and starts accusing me of being a nazi yeah in the, in the need of uh, liberation so it was uh, a training exercise that got turned into uh, an invasion that was based off of false propaganda to now everybody uh, <laughs> now everybody's hungry now yeah. yeah and with that is if it's false propaganda now it's involving other countries like there's a, a few people that um I follow on like Instagram and stuff like that, uh, social media, and they're putting together groups of, you know, military veterans that, you know, served in the U S army and stuff like that, Marines, and they're all going and basically helping Ukraine. They're flying, you know, countries around there getting transported to Ukraine to help fight off the Russian forces. And if this is all off of just lies and propaganda, basically, like that's some shit. Mm-hmm. That's like James here fucking getting involved with the Ukraine war because Russia decided to lie. Like, what the fuck? Well, you know, it's not even secondhand information. I mean, if it's propaganda coming out of one major country that's getting filtered all the way down through our media, you know, that's third, fourth, fifth hand information on top of the already lies that are been embedded into that propaganda. Yeah, it's like playing the game of telephone. The general tells the lieutenant, hey, tell your guys. You know, we're going there for, you know, A. And then the lieutenant telling the fucking sergeant, hey, tell your guys we're going here for B. And then the sergeant's telling the fucking uh, unenlisted fucking people, you know, we're going here for C. And it's now it's just a telephone game. I think Bin Laden did it. <laughs> Bin Laden's been dead for 10 years. I think Napoleon did it. He did it. It's all he was doing. You know what? I think it's Obama. <laughs> Obamacare. Obamacare. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Sean? What's your input? Uh, I, I, I can I can drag this back to Napoleon. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. The shit that start, well, started started all. Has to say. <laughs> I actually never saw that fucking movie because so many people were telling me to see it, and I, I'm a contrarian, and I just never saw it, dude. I was like, ah, oh, whatever, that's fine. <laughs> it's another comedy. Yep. I should have seen. I should have seen it though. I missed out on a lot. That are blown up, and then you go see it. You pay all that fucking money, and you're like, I should have stayed at home. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, you know, I actually. Do you remember the movie that came out a couple of years ago? It was called The Battle of Los Angeles. I uh, saw that. You saw that? The robots or the one with? Um... No, that was Area area of something area 17 or some shit like that uh-huh. that was about one where the dude at the end turns into it okay wait hold on you're talking about battle of los angeles where the earth gets uh invaded and then uh, we're all just stupid man animals with uh, what was his name it's not nicholas cage who was anyone oh yeah I'm, I'm yeah the, up so we can get the, uh, the title the same guy that was in the face off travolta john travolta he was like like the lead alien ah shit so, I, don't, I don't know anymore this is the one we're, we're looking at so it says for many years humans have been reported various UFO sightings around the world, feeling speculation. Oh, show me, show me a picture of the movie title. Uh, shit. Is it Battle? The Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah, it was with that that chick that plays tough chicks all the time. Okay, 
So that movie, you know that movie is based off a real uh, incident, right? Yeah, yeah, I know it's based off a real incident. And the incident is cool, but that movie was a fucking propaganda film to recruit a bunch of people. Oh, I was going to say, a recruiting film like Top Gun? Totally. Oh. Totally. Uh, but, what, yeah. What about, what about it? What's your input on yeah, this guy? Uh, I don't recognize that guy. I'm too drunk. Yeah, for context, we've all been drinking a little bit. I've had uh, right. a few Guinness and a Bud Light. Nice. Nice, mixing so, it up. Uh, what, what were you saying about the movie, though? You said it was uh, just a recruitment film? Yeah. Like a uh, battleship? Yeah, totally, totally it was. I went to go see it, and it was the biggest, dumbest disappointment ever because, like, like you guys know, like the Battle of Los Angeles and that, that whole thing, super fascinating, super amazing, you know, by like itself. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, imagine being a soldier and seeing some shit in the air and going full cyclic mode on a goddamn whatever that you got firing yeah. and hitting nothing. Yeah. Having it fully in your sights right in front of you, just going full nine yards. For hours and hours. For an hour, yeah. Uh, I don't know how long the timeline was. But uh, like I said, imagine the, just welling on something with a Bofus cannon, 40 millimeter or whatever the fuck those things are. Uh, I, I'd probably literally be pissing myself. I mean. Yeah. Now, to add on to this. This sparks a new conversation. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a dream once that I was living at an old house of mine. And, uh, you know, I walked out the front door and there was just fucking aliens everywhere. And, you know, all of, you know how dreams work. All of a sudden you got a gun and I'm shooting at the fucking aliens. <laughs> and the fucking alien attacked me and then I woke up. Yeah. You ever had, a uh, you ever had experiences like that? Like, uh, Outside, outside of dream state. Like if you don't know if you're dreaming or sleeping or just paralysis. Uh, well, I, I guess it, any other associated weirdness that you could possibly. Kinda... I've, I've had a lot of uh, paranormal experiences. I, I think paranormal is real for sure. Yeah. Uh, like ghosts. Yeah, like ghosts, demons, shit like that. Um, what I was going to end off with was, uh, you know, how real are dreams? You know. Who knows if you're actually dreaming? I mean, you know, what, yeah. a lot of people say that some of that shit comes true, like the Matrix shit, or yeah, like, like, uh, like Matrix. Fucking, you're you're dreaming about something that has happened before in your life, or you know, something that you know could happen in the future. A lot of people have come out and said, you know, I dreamt about something ten years ago, and now it finally came true. Shit like that. Isn't that so weird too? I've had experiences like that where. I, I, for some reason, experienced something. And I experienced that exact thing in the exact way that I had experienced it before, like years later. And I knew instantaneously that everything was the fucking same. And I remembered it crystal clear that I've experienced this before. You know, that that's, that's weird shit. Because I clearly remember, like, years ago before actually experiencing it the second time. Are you a sleeper? Uh... A sleeper, like uh, are like, you a trained uh, letter agency agent who doesn't know that you've been in the military for years and years and years, and you're just waiting for the phone call or the random song to play? Like, uh, like if you played any video games, uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops One. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they programmed you. Yep. 
if they programmed you and shit. Probably, like but you phone call one day. They say the word banana and you start fucking everybody. Ooh. Well, not necessarily fucking everybody like with your penis, but like you know, it's just like a you know an AR or something. You know, fun. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I, I, I have wondered that. Makes all these people go ape shit. I mean, like I don't I don't personally believe like half these shootings uh, happen, but you know, yeah. When there's video footage, but at the same time, is uh, uh, have you ever heard of the school school of Americas? No. That's our terrorist school that we have down in fucking like I don't know, it's like in Panama somewhere. Well, it's one of our many letter agencies. Uh, well, we have to teach other countries to defend themselves from everything. And they got guerrilla warfare, you know. And then, yeah. Well, they have uh, the School of Americans where they teach you all the shenanigans of being a terrorist and how to do all kinds of other fun shit to make it look like a other group of people are doing all this bad stuff when it's really your your own agents doing it. Like nine eleven. Well, that takes a lot of tanner, right? But that's that's a different story. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I've I've heard of that, and I mean, you hear stories about that shit all the time, you know. And the the CIA, as far as I can tell, the fucking CIA is just their own deal. You know, they're completely just their own deal, and they operate kind of outside of the influence of any other government regulatory agency. And they do coups and all this crazy shit. Who knows for who? Or why? They all, they all compete with each other. That's that's the damnedest thing. Hmm. And then uh, never, no one ever gets uh, held accountable for anything with all these companies. It just, it's like a constant sweeping trash under the rug, and it's like a handshake. And then, but it is kind of funny when uh, you know all these uh, different agencies uh, have like uh, uh, head butting issues. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at how many different uh, people were investigating 9-11 and covering up for each other. Yeah. Or yeah. finding shit out yeah, and covering that, that up. That's a different subject. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but as for being a sleeper, I mean, I mean, uh, who knows? I mean, you could be the greatest asset for, for any said government uh, a phone call away. Yeah. Who it, knows not sleepers nowadays? Yeah. You know, that's a old school folktale from military uh, genealogy. You know that you know sleepers were used back then. You know who knows? There's people that are close to us that you know aren't sleepers. You say one word and they just fucking blow up. Fucking James. James, yeah. You leave me out of this. Fucking banana bread, and he <laughs> just started beating the shit out of me. You know. <laughs> uh huh. No, for for James, I, I would say I would say for you, man the code word the trigger word is bud red <laughs> have you seen uh, maybe i'm just a victim of um, medical testing on the on infants okay <laughs> uh-huh. uh, i ever tell you about the the banned medical testing for for children no i, I seen one where they wanted to test the riot mentality of uh an, an adult and they want to know uh what it takes for the person to cast the previal first stone. Okay. And uh, there's supposedly agents that go to all these rallies and protests where they put these people behind you to encourage you. Like, hey, you get to take that. Well, hey, you know, all you have to do is, you know, you know, throw this. Why is it like at um, 
oh, what was it when they were storming the Capitol? There was uh, backpacks of pipe bombs and explosives that just came out of nowhere. Okay, imagine you being upset, and all of a sudden someone comes up behind you and hands you a fucking a backpack full of firecrackers. Yeah, what the fuck are you do? I don't. I don't remember exactly where this is from, um, but this was when Trump got elected into office. Random pallets of bricks <laughs> were just, you know, placed on random street corners full of businesses. They were delivered, just literally random pallets of bricks, red bricks, and they were being used to break into businesses and loot and fucking riot and, you know, commit yeah. acts of violence against each other. Just to add on to what he was saying, is like, yeah, the, there's there's some people that. You know, stand in the sidelines that just watch. They provoke you. Pro- yeah, provoke you into doing things that make things just fucking fall apart. Yeah, I heard well, I heard about that too. Yep. Yeah. Well, back to the, the medical testing. They uh, they wanted to test the the innocence of a child. And they're like, well, where does this uh, inner demon you know come out? You know, uh, so they kept on going down the line. So they got a bunch of you know. Uh, elementary kids and they put them in a room and this room has toys and coloring books and all the kids they're playing because that's the environment that they're in right so then the scientists they say they have to influence something into the experiment to help set these kids off into the riot mentality or the animal instinct yeah so what they did is they have these uh, foam sticks uh they had like say say if there was 30 kids in the room right they had uh, 28 sticks with, you know, the little foam uh, lining in the corner. Yeah. And uh, they introduced two sticks to two kids, and they showed the two kids to sort them. They said it only took 30 seconds for the room to erupt. And that was the words they used, erupt into violence. Yeah. Foam uh, stick violence. And all they did is deprive two kids, or they, they deprived 28 kids of a weapon, and influence two kids with a weapon yeah. to implement um, the riot mentality. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and if they do it with kids, as Timmy said here, you know how easy it is to hand an angry mob a whole pallet of bricks yeah. to add on to this. How easy is it to implement? I mean, to each their own. How easy is it to teach, you know, kids? White people are are Nazis and they hate blacks and they hate everybody. Or you know, black people are the only criminals in the world. Like parents teach their kids how to react to things and how to behave to certain things as they're growing up, compared to what he was just talking about. Yeah, and what, well, learning process that you're you're taught throughout you know a certain amount of time. Yeah, our our, our societal conditioning is like a really sensitive thing, and I think that's why people are so. At least the people that I know that have kids and are raising like young ones are so sensitive, like really to what they're exposed to. You know, like a lot of people are opting for fucking no video games. You know, like at all, none in the house. They don't have cable connections for TV. 
stuff like that because yeah like like we're really really sensitive to uh i i guess like societal acceptance um and we're really quick to make assumptions and to test things especially as kids like like yeah like like those kids for instance right all of a sudden you introduce competition and it's like okay well that that looks interesting you know it's stimulation the stimulation of the only uh kind uh, or I, I guess I, I i should say like it's it's stimulation of an interesting enough uh quality that they're willing to participate and they see an example of what is acceptable because these kids were taught that and yeah they just they just carry on with their presumptions and the fucking room erupts into foam stick violence uh, you know you talk about all this conditioning you know to make these kids feel this way have you ever heard of uh, wussification wussification yeah i've heard of it and i've seen it yeah that's like the new society like uh, so um uh, for, for me, it really didn't affect me anything. It just made me go in the workforce faster. But my, my dad took off on our family when I was 14. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about either of you guys. Did you guys have a male role model or girl? Did you guys have a quote-unquote dad? My, my parents divorced in 2005, and my mom had full custody. Well, I would say full custody. It was supposed to be like a 75-25. Um, I would only see my dad on the weekends, and that was, you know, a hangout eat dinner fucking stay the night take me back to my mom kind of thing and so she went through multiple relationships so it was you know hard to determine that male role model position how old were you though um i was five i was born in 2000 oh, how old, how, what about you sean did you have a dad growing up or did you take off too uh, like ne- the- yeah i never knew my biological dad before my first he took off before my first memory kicked in before i came online and uh, have a kind of similar situation as you, Timmy, where I, um, you know, I was just with my mom and she got into a relationship with a guy that, well, he's still my stepdad, but he was abusive as fuck. And so um, I didn't really have like, I didn't have a male role model, but luckily because of where I lived in the Inland Empire and especially in, in Rialto, uh, the this family that lived like down the street they kind of adopted me and so i ended up with fucking you know five older brothers and so i think that kept me okay i like how you said you uh you know before you came online you uh-huh. know your first memories and shit like that yeah I have very very few like I, I can say i have two memories of like before i was five years old um it, it's crazy to think how a human brain doesn't start reacting to things, doesn't start saving those memories until you're, you know, after a certain age. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. What what was your? Oh, not not to not to totally sidetrack from what you were trying to bring up, James, the, the wussification thing, because I think it's super important to talk about too, especially because I I feel like like men in today's society have a lot to fucking reflect on and not because we're fucking bad and not because well we are dangerous but you have to be dangerous in order to survive you know but i think like in today's society it it just like it makes me angry when i hear bad blanket statements about men and about our tendency towards 
you know, I guess you'd call it like evil. And I think that contributes to the wussification of, of modern boys and men. Because um, you're afraid, you know. You're, you're trying to demasculate people. Yeah, yeah, because they want, you know, they don't want toxic masculinity, but it's like you need masculinity. This whole, the human race is codependent between these two forces of female and male and you have to occupy them in order to find balance and you know maybe that's where a lot of our our current societal problems and our fucking weird moral schizophrenia comes from these days you know all aside from me to man but uh like so i've been volunteering at the the schools because you know my son's 19 yeah so we'll just say i've been volunteering for you know 15 16 years yeah they say that the average kid, uh, 70 to 90%, and this comes from a, a federal program that's uh, for voluntary for guys, guys, uncles, and stuff. It's called Watchdogs. It stands for Dads of Great Students. But they say 70 to 90% of kids, their only masculine role model is the previal science, math teacher, janitor, bus driver, security guard. Because all these kids are raised by their grandmother, their mom, their aunt. So the only male interaction they have is all like, you know, when you're on the way home, oh, hey, what's up, Mr. Garbage Man? What's up? You're like, oh, look, look, that's a man over there. You know, yeah. you're comparing yourself. Imagine being a young man comparing yourself to uh, what the norm of masculinity is. It's like, okay, well, my neighbor, my neighbor, who's my friend, he has two daddies. You know? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, he's how real fucking masculine. To be a uh-huh. Quote unquote uh, masculine person when you're only uh, the only view that you have is of your two gay parents or you know the gay maintenance guy that comes in in, in your building. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What are you supposed to grow up as as a kid? You know, you go back 50 years ago, a man was an astronaut, a man was a cowboy, a man was a firefighter. You know what I mean? Now now you look at every fire station, there's fucking three gay guys every fucking goddamn unit. You get the military, there's transsexuals and other people, which is, there's nothing wrong with it, they're all people too, but at the same time is, your modern day soldier is uh, just a drone pilot. You gotta think about it, he said, I have two daddies. You, you have to think. I don't. I don't mean to, you know, take things in a certain way, but you know, most gays are very feministic. If you have two dads, you know, you know, obviously one's going to act the part of a man, one's going to act the part of a female, but things aren't going to be very you know, mom and dad-esque. You know, you grow up, dad's a construction worker, mom's a teacher kind of thing. You know, they're both fucking working at, you know, whatever jobs. They're very feministic. You know, they're gay in today's terms. You don't grow up with that same mentality as, you know, I would with a mom being female and a dad being a male. You know, it. You just grow up a, a whole certain way, that, like sleepers. You know, you really think about it. Gay children, 
the children of gay parents could be sleepers in a certain way because you weren't grown up in a traditional household. What do you think? What do you think uh, their potential is as a as a sleeper? Population control. It's a different type of sleeper. Ah. It's a different war. It's a different war or a different society, though. Yeah. Right. I mean, you think about it. In in this day and age, you know, you can be whatever you want to be. You go to college, don't go to college. You want to work in the fucking pizza shop for the rest of your life or become an astronaut. You know, you can... Fuck, man. Teachers are teaching kids nowadays what it is to be pansexual and fucking transsexual <laughs> and all this bullshit. You can be whatever you want to be as long you, as long as you put your mind to it. That's what people have been saying forever. The issue is where does traditional where does a traditional growing up to come across you know gay parents or you know just a mom or just a dad as you're growing up you know how can we all relate to something and grow into something when we're all taught something different yeah well I'm gonna have been there well, hold on Sean so you're talking about you know the wussification the demasculification all that uh-huh. uh, was it that a young man went from wanting to be an astronaut to a quote-unquote professional influencer. I can hide in my basement and corrupt people's ideas with my own influence. By playing just a video game. I mean, that that's like a... You can, I, I think you could call that like an artifact of contemporary times. You know, like... My, my, my thoughts on, on on the whole thing is like it wouldn't I don't think that we would have this issue if we still had like the more traditional way of growing up uh, where our nuclear families aren't so insulated against the world, you know? Uh, And it's because we don't trust each other. Like, as time goes on in this Western treadmill of deception and derision, quoting bad religion right there, uh, we... uh, you know, we, we we just turn away from each other. I think, and it takes it does it really does take a village to fucking raise you right. You know, like that, like your parents could be one thing, but then like like for me, I would have been super fucked up if I grew up on a farm with my stepdad who was like so physically abusive and like demeaning, and my mom who just let it happen. I can only imagine what my life would have turned out to be if that was my only like like immediate immediately available inter like human interaction but instead i was saved because of the village right because i happened to make good friends with this family that moved to rialto from mexico and they were super fucking good dudes and thank god you know and i i don't know and it never never had any any issues i don't think um psychologically but i think this the same thing goes for like for what we're kind of worrying about with with that whole thing, you know, like uh, my my I have a friend, and she raised a son, 
she was a. Uh, well, she she's a lesbian now, right? You said he's a lesbian. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just gonna ask. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And. Okay, uh, so- uh, he's a she, or does she get clipped? No, no, no. She, 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 she is a she. She is a female, and she is a lesbian. And uh, she had a son with a, with a meth head cop, and uh, meth head cop died. And so, like, I think like she did a really fucking good job at raising this kid, dude. Like, but it's because she she let him like, you know, ask questions, and she let him like develop his own personality. She didn't like steer his ass into one way of thinking or into like any dogma in particular you know like you you can be like that right well so you said he and he so does the other he know that he's a she now or oh sorry james okay so to clear the confusion so friend is a lesbian she's in a lesbian relationship but she has a son son is straight and, and so she's gotten dick once before. Yeah, totally, totally. And then it got, and then it was all fucked up. And I think she switched. <laughs> it's like going to diet soda. That's that's kind of unusual in our, our our society where you know diet, you know artificial, uh-huh. you know full sugar, aspartame. Yeah, it, it's all the same. Yeah, you know, to ask a question without changing the subject. Yeah. How small does your dick have to be to turn somebody into a different gender? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's got to be all. Uh, it's got to be pretty small, and um, it's got to have fucking problems associated with it. I think. <laughs> well, not, not to change the subject or nothing, but I, I knew guys who yeah. were uh, it, emotionally insecure with their apparatus to alter their gender. Really? You know, because, like, like I, I told people before, like, I, I didn't know I was hung, you know, because I was always watching porno. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So I'm always, like, comparing myself to this big old fucking big dick motherfucker, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh, like, how big that guy's dick is and shit. And then, like, of course, women, you know, not to knock women, but, you know, when you're intimate with women, they're always lying to you, telling you how great you are and all that shit. Uh-huh. Well, like, look at... uh. Someone once told me, they said, look at what our society's, uh, the type of filth society's uh, exposed to. Yeah. So you think that's the norm. So by the time you're done watching the Kardashians and uh, what's that weird hermaphrodite kid that wanted to cut off his dick, the all about jazz kid? Oh, I know about that one. Okay, so there's all these TV shows to show you that that's normal. And you're like, Grandma, can I cut this off? Yes, yes. Cut it off, it'll grow back. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> it'll grow back. You know, you can. I can only understand why. Uh, you know, people break marriages to go with some weird sexual fetish. I mean, not to knock, knock, not to knock your friends, but look how easy it is in society to to literally uh, medically alter your body and then turn around and cry. Oh, society forced me to do this. Why would I? Why? Why does society make me do this? And I think I have an answer for that. It is. It's all about confidence. Because I was just thinking about something as he was admitting, you know, until he thought he was hung. Uh, 
I didn't think I was, you know, you know, the biggest person in the world until, you know, I fucked my first chick. And I made her come. <laughs> and I didn't come. And I'm like, the fuck is going on? And out of that is, is like, you gotta think, people are being trained in their brains by all these videos that they're watching about, you know, being gay, being whatever you want to fucking be. Uh-huh. People's confidence levels are are being altered, and and their brain is being altered by, you know, all these videos thinking, oh, it's better this way or the other way, when they. The, the old school way is you need to go find out yourself instead of, oh, I'm just going to be gay because, you know, you're not going to complain this way or, you know, any certain situation. You know, I found out the hard way. I, I mean, I'm not fucking hung, but obviously I did something right. You know what I mean? I mean, you found out the fucking hard way, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, had, you have to go out and do it. You have to find out for yourself. Yeah. You have to learn from your mistakes. Now, obviously, you didn't do something right. Guess what? Now you learned, and now you're going to do something different. Yeah. And that's the old school way. And that's what people need to understand is, you know, you have to be confident enough to go do something the first time. It's like riding a roller coaster. You can't just be scared of riding a roller coaster because it's high up in the air. Yeah. Ride the fucking roller coaster. And then if you're scared of it, when you get off that ride, guess what? Boom, you're done. Yeah, it, it's so interesting, dude. Like, you, you just made me think of the whole uh, hikikomori. Is that how you say it? The, like, the shut-in people in Japan? The yeah, pe- the people that, Yeah, the people that just, like, they got one bad experience in elementary school and they're fucking sad forever, you know? Um, that, that, that shit extrapolates to the rest of life, man, you know? And I think, like, I, I, always, I always thought that Japan was, like, 30 years ahead of us in, in terms of, like, their social shit you know just the military oh yeah (laughs) yeah and yeah dude like like the the confidence to the confidence to try or the confidence to uh attempt to overcome you know some kind of suspicion that maybe you're you're not the best or maybe maybe you deserve this or something like that it's it's weird man i don't understand it because i'm not a person that's ever dealt with with that you know that kind of like inferiority shit but in a way I can kind of understand and in a way I also you also can't like knock people for being like well fuck you I'm gonna shut shut myself in for the rest of my life or I'm never gonna touch women again you know there's that whole movement too um I don't know if you guys heard about that MGTOW no what's that one it's a it's an acronym for men going their own way and it started in like online forum boards where it's pretty much men that I think it started as like men that were kind of in a bad situation in terms of like marital court shit, you know, with women and, and the system being so skewed towards women and, and fucking dudes over for whatever reason. Um, and it was like kind of arbitrary. And so you have like, you had like this whole, uh, flourishing of people and it's a spectrum of dudes that are like you know no more women for financial reasons or for emotional reasons or for whatever you know 
And I, I don't know. We've seen, um, where, I, I've seen this new fad where they say it's uh, better to stay home and jack off with porn than to actually, to actually date a woman. And it's better to be recluse and just be your own girlfriend than to uh, actually <laughs> uh, experience a real woman in a real relationship. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's strange, isn't it? It's like... it. For for me coming from like the whole like um, I guess you call it like the like Buddhist perspective, um, what is a good life, right? A good life is uh, the accomplishment of the necessary, I think. And for some people, maybe they're just like, well, yeah, it's it's not not worth it, right? Like my life is totally enriched and is fine, and I have control, and you know whatever. I could just imagine all all the, all the reasons, um, but yeah, that's it. I don't know, I don't know. But then you also have the like, like what the fuck are you doing? Why 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 don't you just try, right? Well, let me ask you this: so with all this uh, gay rights uh, movement, with all these people uh, slowly evolving more and more, you know, before it was taboo just to let a woman vote, let alone see a gay marriage, let alone you know, all this uh, unicornism, what do you perceive the next uh, societal movement of not necessarily gay rights or individualism or, you know, of power, but, you know, I mean, it used to be bad to be gay. Now the it's normal to be gay or different. What do you think the next movement of society will be of uh, demanding rights, demanding equality, you can only go for certain limits. You know, we keep pushing the envelope. It was Black Lives Matter. Now that's over and done with. Now it's, uh, you know, you got all these people demanding so much. It's, it's at a limit. What do you think the new outlandish uh, religion, the new outlandish gender is going to be? Tuna. That's why I've been saying tuna forever, because it's like the most extreme <laughs> shit. Uh, I classify as albacore. Yeah. I, I have an answer for that, actually. Go ahead. I don't know if you guys have heard of the uh, comedian Dave Chappelle. Yeah. So he just came out with, um, well, I say he just came out. It's like been a year. um, A Netflix special that, um, you know, a lot of EJ rights, LGBT, fucking QAZ, fucking people have been really against. Yeah. And basically throughout his whole special, it's like an hour and a half long. He's talking about, you know, slavery is, you know, a certain amount of age old. And, you know, they're still dealing with, you know, racism in in today's activities. Look how far the LGBTQ movement has, you know, moved, basically. How, how fast have they progressed compared to... Fuck, it took, you know, a hundred years for slaves to be freed let alone for people to accept them for who they are it took lgbtq what a year before they were just commonly accepted and now taught in schools and so the difference between basically the black community blm and the lgbt community you know they, they're fighting for the same thing for people to accept them the difference is are they accepting each other? And how long is it going to take before, you know, they can realize that they're fighting for the same thing and to help each other out? 
Yeah, it's like I I think a lot of the timeline stuff and like the uh, I would call it societal progress, despite like some reservations about you know certain aspects of the LGBTQ uh, thing and it's trying to harness the power of government to like compel speech you know to where it's like you can't you can't you have to ask them their pronouns or else you're fucking you're fucked you know some way uh, yeah you don't call them he she them fucking they immigrant fucking beer <laughs> immigrant <laughs> that's a good one yeah the issue with that is like if they want to be called they them they need to announce that they them come up to them come up to whatever person they're talking to and be like yeah I want to be considered they or that she or him you go up to somebody and you look like a fucking man guess what how's it going sir you look like a woman how's it going ma'am and then you get mad at me for calling you what I think you could be now it's now it's an assumption to them and now they're fucking policing you on oh you just called me the wrong thing and you don't like me what the fuck yeah i mean the, the, you got, people have to be reasonable you know like okay so so if if somebody were to tell me which i have been told okay call, call this person them or they honestly it's just some words I don't give a shit, and I'll do that. But where where it kind of hits the fan for me is when you know an outside force that has no business in my life is trying to compel me to do something. That's where I got a problem. You know, that's the that's like the creeping shadow of fascist uh, way of way of thinking, right? It's true. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck, what, what the hell were we talking about, man? Well, well how do you pee? Do you, do you, <laughs> I fucking pee all kinds of ways, James. Up. I pee all fucking kinds of ways. Do you have a ways. object on the front of your pelvis? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what, oh, if, if Where's you, your urethra? <laughs> uh, if you guys don't mind, like, what, 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 is, what is your opinion of like, of acknowledging that? Like, is it, is it hard for you personally to acknowledge that somebody? Are you talking about in the workplace or like real world? Uh, I know how workplace versus real world. What workplace is something else, isn't it? Workplace is like, like you don't want oh, you don't want to no. get fucking fired. You don't want to get canceled like James. So. So, you gotta be careful. <laughs> that's a whole other subject. <laughs> um, uh-huh. at, at this point, you know, this has been going on for a few years. Yeah. And it's it obviously not gonna stop. There's no point for me to try and stop something like that. You know, it, it's whatever you're happy with. If, you know, James decides that he wants to be fucking panda, a, a panda. You know, I'm, I'm gonna accept it. Like, you know what? You're white and black. Fuck it. Why not? You you like to eat fucking what is that shit? Fucking straw. Whatever. Bamboo. <laughs> yeah. Bamboo straw. Fucking French fries. He likes to fall out Why of not? trees. Yeah. You know, all of our previous experiences, yeah. I shouldn't let one thing 
you know, just cut everything off. Yeah. And and basically to to go with the the LGBTQ thing, if someone comes up to me and be like, I'm gay, I'm like, okay, cool, good for you. I still fuck women. That's it. But if they come up to me and they start hitting on me, like I'm in a bar and I'm got a few beers in and they've got a few beers in and they come up and they're like, I want to take you back to my hotel. I'm going to tell them straight up, fuck you, get away from me. That's just how it is. I'm straight. I'm interested in women and that's it. I'll be nice about it. But if they continue to be, you know, on their whole shenanigans and they come up and they try and grope me or some shit like that, guess what? You're going to get fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, there's like, there's a lot to that because you, that, that's that's interesting to me because it's kind of like a foreign realm to me at this point like I, I stopped drinking a while ago you know and i know that like alcohol in my previous uh experiences with alcohol right drops your inhibitions and there's like the whole thing with anger too like people are quick to anger you're not the, you you can drink to a certain point, and I've, I've experienced this to where you are thinking deep thoughts, and you can you can you know have a really good conversation going. But then there's like all the other levels, right? Like, so if if somebody if somebody definitely if somebody came up and groped you, fucking punch me in the face, right? No matter what, well, doesn't matter who I the fuck it is. In, in any setting, if I'm at the grocery store, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody's school the yeah. gas station at a bar it, it, it's going to be the same reaction yeah. wait, hold on well, let me ask you this what about sexual discrimination or sexual racism oh, sexual wait, racism yeah. well, okay so just because I don't I only like women um, that means I discriminate sexually against all other gays Oh yeah, right. De facto, right. That, that's that's what that means. You have a preference, right? So you're you're ruling out them as a potential like partner. Me. Yeah. Okay, but what, what what I meant at least was, you know, alcohol or not, I'm going to be the same gender. I'm going to have the same, you know, thoughts of yeah. oh. I, do whatever to this person yeah sane or not alcohol weed whatever yeah the the issue stands is if they come up to you and they start you know trying to hit on you flirt on you yeah you know you know i don't have to go to violence but the issue is if they start trying to you know hit on me shit like that i'm gonna make it real clear oh yeah for sure Mm -hmm. boom this is how it is and if they continue then guess what you know that, that's how it is yep yep for sure so it, it takes violence to finally tell somebody you're not interested <laughs> there's a lot of fucking shithead people out there actually violence and you know if you know you tell them hey I'm straight and they walk away boom but if they continue trying to coax you into you know whatever they're trying to do yeah in in their the gender that they are in yeah or in the uh, relationship status that they are in you know it, it, it might go to that you know they try and grab my dick guess what you're gonna get a fist instead yeah 
It, remind, it reminds me of a story. They might like it. Oh, I know, huh? Yeah, there's those... Uh, it's funny, we, we, me and my friend were at the beach, and there was this chick, and she had, like, some scissors tattooed on her neck. And I was like, oh, that's a cool tattoo. And my friend was, like, equally as ignorant as me, right? So we're like, yeah, it's a dope-ass tattoo, scissors. And then somebody was, like, overhearing our fascination with her tattoo. And I guess, like, that supposedly symbolizes, uh, you know, she likes S&M kind of shit. And we didn't know that. And, we're, and like, what we're, does S&M mean? S&M. Sadism and masochism. Yeah. So just, like, it, it could be anything, right? It could be fucking anything. That, that encompasses a lot of... Uh, uh, crazy spectrum people that like getting hit people that like being tortured or do the torturing who knows what the fuck I'm not into that but I don't know you say scissors and I think of rubbing clits together I thought, I, I, I thought right? like a cutter right that's, that's what I that's what I kind of thought too exactly with the fucking scissors but I wasn't sure ignorant guy and we were laughing because all we heard was like oh yeah she likes to get beat up you know like kick her down the stairs she'll start moaning and stuff so what happened she got all pissed off because you looked at her tattoo no no not at all she she was none the wiser you know we just had our little our little chuckle at like oh, i wonder like like to what extreme does she like pain can you like just roll her down a hill and she'll be fine or she'll like it <laughs> you know stuff like that it's room. I mean, right yes, some people like hamburgers some people like broccoli Oh, hey, okay. Here, here's a good one. Do, oh, yes. do you? Ah, what? What? What do you consider a hot dog to be? Is a hot dog a fucking sandwich, or is it something else? It's a sandwich, just because it's different. I think of it both ways. <laughs> it's it's in between bread. When you think of in between bread sandwich, right? Uh huh. Well. You know, hot dog and hamburger, they're obviously different, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if if you really think about it, if it's in between the bread, it's in between the bread. That's a sandwich. If it's just on one slice of bread, it's not a sandwich. Yeah. It's in between the bread. I want to go with whatever's indifferent. Okay, okay. What about the two hot dogs in one bun? What do you think about that? Well, it sounds like a weird porno. <laughs> sounds like a big sandwich. <laughs> and also a, a big sandwich. Than a double, double cheeseburger. There you go. I, I just took, I just took our collective IQ down. Right there. Mm-hmm. Double, double. Yep. A double dog. <laughs> right on. Yeah, man. Oh, uh, I have a, a, a note here, too, and I, I wanted to... Uh, wanted to see what you guys thought of this so i've been kind of like on a i don't know like a like a meta poetry uh educational kick right so i'm trying to educate myself about like um the pedimental thought theory it's really kind of arcane this is fucking nerdy shit but i was thinking about like the flood right the story of the flood and in the yeah yeah and then uh Eddie, I heard Eddie Izzard make a joke, and he's like, what about all the fucking evil ducks and evil fish that fucking survived that shit, you know? 
but then it, it made me think of like the evil animals you know are there fucking evil animals like like mosquitoes like fuck mosquitoes flies what what purpose do you imagine that mosquitoes have are they just like vectors are they the crystallization of parasites you know into like a larger larger body well like you know evil evil begets evil i think all those uh there's got to be an evasive uh, creatures like flies and other stuff just to balance out everything else yeah what if you think it's all nowadays just about survival they need blood or whatever you know nutrients them to survive yeah let's say they never you know attack a human again suck their blood Mm. no more mosquitoes for the rest of eternity yeah you know there's been an ongoing thing that each animal plays a toll in you know the triangle of life you know if a lion didn't eat a rodent the lion wouldn't be alive mm-hmm. and, and and so on it, I, I think it's all just a survival thing yeah yeah just a giant cascade of a circle like in New York all the rats fuck each other just to have pizza <laughs> oh shit that's funny shit yeah no that's that's true that's true i just i think i just hate fucking mosquitoes so much that i think they're evil you know but obviously i'm their food source so and so with flies yeah oh they're decomposers right well yeah i mean they die in a few days but still you know you have that one moment that you're busy trying to do you know some sort of objective you know earlier was it was me me and you right we were we were somewhere and the fly was just fucking bugging the shit out of us oh remember that no oh fuck no we were where were where were we we were at your were we at your apartment i don't know flies are just parasites just like mosquitoes they're all a parasitic uh yeah, man, they just want to shit on your food. That's it. Hey, what if what if us as humans ourselves are just a form of mosquito parasite? We shit on the earth. We're just here to suck the fucking life out of the planet. Possibly, <laughs> I mean, we're we're weird enough in the things that we choose to do, you know. But do do we really choose to do those things? I don't know. Like that, people choose to be vegan. That sucks the life out of the fucking ecosystem. Yeah. You know, like a famous saying I once heard, it's oil going in, grease coming out. <laughs> <laughs> That's shit. Yeah. Well, guys. are no better than humans, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true, man. And, you know, it's here to suck the blood out of the earth. That's to true. go back to the uh, paranormal thing. Go. Um, yeah. The, the reason why I think that shit is real is because, uh, you know, I was living in this house on the uh, the border of Avalanto and Victorville. It was this two-story house, staircase, was kind of like an, I would say a horseshoe shape. There was stairs going up, and there was a landing, a flat spot, and then it would make a, uh, basically a right turn, and then another right turn. And so on the first landing, and on the very bottom of the staircase, there was a stain. Um, this dark stain that 
um, we had the carpets cleaned professionally with the industrial carpet cleaner, fucking vacuums, all kinds of shit, three times. And these stains would not come out of the carpet. It was like a white, tannish kind of carpet. And uh, one day, you know, I've always been, you know, scared of the dark as a kid, you know, just like many other kids. And I'd always have all the lights on when I would go downstairs, stuff like this. One day I decided, fuck it. I'm going downstairs, no lights. Fuck. So I go downstairs, I get my drink of water, I'm coming back up the stairs, no lights. And I just so happened to turn around and look behind me, and there was this white figure, probably like four or five feet tall, and it was just looking at me. And by that point, I freaked the fuck out. And so, right before I started running up the stairs, this fucking figure starts coming after me up the stairs. And long story short, like, I got into my bedroom and couldn't sleep the whole night. But with that, it's like, I obviously wasn't dreaming because I can remember directly, I went down the stairs to get the water to come up the stairs. I turn around, I look, boom, figure, like, I was awake at this point. This, I, I wasn't just fucking dreaming. I wasn't just imagining something like this shit came at me. And I've, I've had multiple experiences, shit just looking at me, you know, with my door open across the, you know, the border of the door, shit was like that. Was all the same house? Uh, yeah, it was all the same house. That's fucking crazy. That's yeah, this, this shit is real. Like, have, have you guys had any experiences? Um, you know, obviously not similar, but in your own way. Well, I had one with uh, quite a bit of uh, idol figure. Me and my friend, uh, we used to hide behind my friend's uh, dad's garage. And one night we were, uh, uh, I'm ashamed to say, we were abusing uh, the dog. And... Uh, we were purposely lighting the dog's fur on fire. Not the, like a big old fireball, but we were just like smoldering the, 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 the fur. Just like, I don't know what we were doing. We were, I think we were both like 10. But this uh, white albino monster, like, I don't want to just say it appeared. It, it jumped down off the roof that was right there next to us and it started chasing us. But it was the ugliest fucking white albino beam that I've ever seen and uh, still to this day is one of the only times I ever thought I saw a UFO because when we were running away from it and got back to the house I could have sworn I saw a UFO fly away when this thing chased us but we'll, 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 we could use this story on another time but I've seen a white a figurine chase me and my friend before it was, I'm still scared to this day that's crazy shit you, you know that there's a there's a lot of stories. Uh, that, that's something that, that I am really into as well. I listen to a lot of uh, uh, testimonial like podcasts, um, particularly about people's firsthand experiences with this stuff. And you'd be surprised how many people have experienced seeing a Bigfoot and then other people in the vicinity seeing a UFO. Like, it's it's pretty pretty interesting how how those two things coincide there were some special forces in afghanistan that encountered a bigfoot yeah 
like uh, two or three Bigfoots and killed a bunch of soldiers. Um, but that's actually on the military uh, document, documented uh, incident. And all that's, uh, I don't want to call it suppressed or classified. I mean, classified would be a better way to say it, but yeah. there was even uh, accounts of uh, soldiers in Vietnam uh, having uh, a rock fight with uh, big old gorillas. Yeah. I mean, really no difference between a big old silverback and uh, Sasquatch, but uh, there's several military accounts where. Uh, Special forces that be out doing, you know, special forces shit, and all of a sudden they uh, come in contact with some big old ugly fucking gorilla mountain monster man, and uh, they always talk about how these uh, mountain men have uh, not necessarily superpowers, but super strength, like yeah. picking up Sanchez and fucking smashing them into the fucking cave walls. Sanchez, and shit. yeah, um, you know. But there's always some weird military account of encountering something. Yeah. Unknown, and it, then it just gets suppressed. Sanchez, you never saw that. You never got picked up and smashed and had your bones crushed. Yeah. But we, but we will give you a purple heart for your efforts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no shit. The, the, uh, there's actually um, a couple of uh, accounts that I thought were super interesting here locally, too, in the in the low desert. Um, and the low desert has uh, native accounts and they call it uh, the Yucca Man <clears throat> and I guess on some of the bases down there uh, I, I'm not, not sure what this area is called necessarily it's it's uh, it's like that bombing test range or whatever uh, in the low desert they still do detonations there they have an artillery range down there that goes from a 29 all the way to Barstow in Newberry yeah, yeah so, so somewhere out there right they they were they were doing their thing, they were shooting shit, and uh, on the on the FLIR, they saw an outline of a person, and this is like restricted space, like you know obviously no no nobody can be there, and they'll come and get you if you're there. Well, they they saw on the infrared that there was somebody out there, some humanoid figure, uh, and the image is really degenerated, so you know nobody has any detail. All they could tell was that there's a heat signature, and it's the shape of a person. And they scrambled fucking everything to go and find this thing uh, where it was, and they searched the surrounding area for miles, nothing. All right, and so so like a lot of the soldiers down in, in the Twenty Nine Palm Base, uh, they do have accounts. Uh, of the Yucca Man, of like pretty much a, the desert Bigfoot. And I think the most impressive one was there's a tunnel that goes between two buildings that, that's underground and sealed at both both ends, obviously. And there's there's only one way in, you know, two, two ways in and out on either end of this tunnel. And on the surveillance footage, they captured... A fucking Bigfoot, like like pretty like a humanoid something walking down the hall, and they're like, "What in the fuck?" And so they came at it from both ends, and there was nothing there. They they couldn't they couldn't see for some reason like the point at which it appeared or disappeared. I'm not sure if it was like the you know camera placement that allowed that, but yeah, that happened. Man, I don't want to go on that desert no more. I'm scared to. Yeah, it's interesting, man. 
I saw a coyote over there. You, you see something out there about the the yucca man, but um, you know, there's a lot of lava tubes out there. Yeah. Out the desert. Uh huh. So I can imagine there's all kinds of like uh, what do they call those catacombs. Oh yeah. Uh huh. That that would be interesting to yeah. at least think about it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go looking for that shit. <laughs> I really wouldn't. To to get back on the on the personal um, account of uh, paranormal too, uh, I think I, I've had several, uh, I guess, encounters with with different things, really different things. Like, uh, but one of the one of the most impressive ones was uh, more recently. I was I think twenty. I was about 26 years old and I had just moved back to California from Colorado and I was kind of like you know kind of financially destitute I just I spun out bad over there like I just I didn't take care of myself so I had to come back and anyway I was in a really transitionary um, part of my life you know going from one thing to something entirely new uh, out of nowhere and everything was just up in the air and at the time I was really trying to uh, to help myself spiritually so I was studying the Tibetan Book of the Dead and I was doing the, the practices uh, every night for a while and I was staying with my grandparents in Apple Valley and my grandmother and my grandfather have uh, mental illness right um, and the tension between them was really, really high at that time. And it was like really infuriating and just uh, in general, just didn't, didn't let me relax right in that, in that household. And so one night I was, uh, I was sleeping on the floor and I can't tell if I was in a hypnagogic state or if I was ready to sleep or if I was awake. But this thing, it was about four feet tall, came zooming out of the fucking hallway. Uh, both of my parent, my grandparents lived at the en- live at the end of that hallway, or sleep, sorry. And this thing came up to my feet, and I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Jacob's Ladder, or the video game uh, Silent Hill, like, and the creature's head is like going all crazy, like you know, like ten different directions at one time. It's like twitching. Was it? Uh, was it? the creature white or did it have any type of aura yeah so it was it was like i said it was like four feet tall uh it had like it was like a black body and almost like a white or grayish head and this thing came up to my feet and picked up my feet and started pulling me and under under normal circumstances i think anybody would freak out but for me i like i said i was reading the tibetan book of the dead like every day for a long time and what that teaches you is it teaches you well it it talks about what's going to happen after you die right and um essentially the teaching is you're going to encounter all these things on your journey of death and you have to stay calm uh these things are only in your mind and if you can do that you move on Right, you move on to the next level. You move on to the next test until ultimately something, whatever happens. Um, that sounds like some Scientology fucking folklore. 
yeah it, it seems like it but bro bro let me just tell you man that shit is it, it it made me react like this so that that shit was was picking up my um it was picking up my feet and like pulling me out of my little bed and because of what i was reading it, i think it kind of like tempered my consciousness against like panic you know and in my brain i just i looked at it and yeah it was terrifying but mentally i told myself this is you're you're just in my mind you're just a product of my mind and then it let it let my feet down and then i just went to sleep weird as shit and i woke up scared the next day but at the time i was just like oh you know oh there i solved it and i recognized it for what it was but the trippy trippy shit is a couple of months later I found out that my uncle, who was going through relationship stuff a couple of months before me, was also staying with my grandparents, and he was sleeping on the couch. And I was describing to my mom that night that what I had witnessed, and my mom just like was like, what in the fuck when I was describing the thing? Because it turns out that my uncle had seen that same thing, same description, like even down, down to the head, like all twitching and shit, all super fast. And he said that he was sleeping on the couch and that shit just came into the living room like next to where he was and was just milling around for like a long time and he had to like just close his eyes and he's catholic so he he's praying and stuff and i don't really know what happened to him there but that's interesting shit i i also think that paranormal stuff is real and whether or not it originated um from like the tension and anxiety that my grandparents were going through at the time or if it was kind of like you know, re- recorded into the environment as like its own entity. I have no no fucking idea, but it was a shared experience, months apart. I've never been to your grandparents for dinner. I'm sorry. What happened? I said I'm never gonna come to your grandparents for dinner. <laughs> Dude. Uh, now I can I can add to that actually. Yeah. With the twitchy head and shit like that. Yeah. What, a part of my paranormal paranormal experiences. Um being the victim of the staircase oh i think pro i don't i, I don't I, w- I wouldn't say till this day um but specifically as a child um if my door was left open while i'm trying to go to sleep i would see shit like on the door frame i would see a pair of white hands and a face and the head would be twitching like it wouldn't stay in one spot like it wouldn't you know move to the left and i would see it move to the left it would just appear yeah it'd be left right when you know whatever position it wouldn't move um parallel it would just appear yeah and i would see that shit all over the door you know it wouldn't just be one figure it would be multiple three to four at a time and I mean, till this day, that shit has fucked me up. Where my door has to be shut for me to go to sleep, especially at night. Yeah, like that shit is real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, re- and the 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 word real, right? It's you experience it. It's fucking real. So yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think it's uh, <laughs> substantial. We're lining up our beer cans right now. You're gonna yeah, shoot? 
two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, possibly nine. Yeah. You can't tell the difference in the dark between Red Bulls and your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, you know what's fun that I haven't done in a while? Sitting out in my car uh-huh. on a driveway in front of a house <laughs> for the last two hours. Yep. The breeze is nice. Yeah. You, you know, as for a paranormal, you know, regular ghosts can be paranormal, right? Yeah. There, there was this old, uh, uh, old Air Force bunker we used to go drinking. It was a, what do they call it, like a decommissioned? you know, military building. Uh-huh. And we used to go up there and drink and everything. And uh, you'd be like uh, next to one of your homies looking at them. And then you, your peripheral vision or whatever you call it, you look past your friend. And uh, I used to see ghosts out there. Sometimes you see like pioneer like women. Sometimes you see like other Air Force guys in like full uniform. But it's two in the morning at a, de- a decommissioned military base that's been, you know, abandoned for 20 years like why would you see somebody in full uniform next to you but uh then you tell your friend hey look look it over there and by the time you turn around and look that person's gone but every time i saw somebody out there they never had feet like you could see their full body their clothes like the pioneer woman i used to see yeah like floating yeah exactly they they were floating like i saw this woman's dress and it was like all gray, like black, and you know, like, you know, it's like colors of the time of, you know, apparel. Yeah. And I'm like, looking at this lady, I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with that lady over there walking? Like, and why the hell is there a lady over there walking in a dress? Yeah. And uh, you turn around and look, man, that shit's gone. Yeah. That's interesting. That, that That's also a, a very common thing, too. Like, um, even uh, disembodied, like, body parts. Like, uh, there's there's like a lot of accounts of like people see like fucking legs standing on the side of the road you know as they pass or like like uh, like you were talking about uh timmy the uh the arms and like though i guess you could call it like a disembodied head right that's that's fucking crazy yeah I, i have experience with something similar not not like full body visions or anything like that but yeah i don't know dude and there's so much video evidence too out there. Like, uh, I'll I'll send both of you guys uh, some links. It's super interesting. There's this guy that I follow on YouTube. His uh, his channel is like exploring abandoned abandoned places. Um, and he he's not like a paranormal guy. Like he he he. This guy literally goes around the Nevada and California deserts, and he goes into mine shafts, and that's his thing. He's like spelunking, right? And he went into this one uh, old um, bunker somewhere in, in the California desert, and the video was like 10 minutes long. It gives me chills just thinking about it. So he goes over there just to check it out. It's all fucked up, all tagged and whatever, but he's inside. And then he like turns around, and literally like a fucking a beer can just flies at him, you know? It just fucking flies at him. And he, he didn't set it up at all. Like it took him like hours to get there. He's recording, he's already, you know, bummed, he's already on his way out, and a bunch of weirdo shit happens on the video, dude, it's crazy, crazy. I had a friend in high school, his dad uh, works out there at the U.S. Bor- uh, Borax, or Boron. Oh yeah, Boron, there's still people there? Yeah, he said that, uh, 
Uh, you know, he'd always talk about how long it would take just to get down to the bottom of the mine. Like his first 45 minutes to hour, you know, we'll just say the first one to two hours of his day consist of, uh, like, you know, your safety meeting, taking the elevator all the way down to the bottom. And he says, like, you know, once you're down there at the bottom of the mine, you know, you're down there for your full shift. And he was a mechanic down there, and they have shops down there. And, like, when they're done with one part of the mine, they'll just put old equipment in to the one side of the mine that they don't use no more than they'll, like, blast and they'll bury that side of the mine. But he was always talking about the the, the mine monsters, about the, the whole society of... Uh, underground people he talked about the reptilians and stuff but he said that uh he like he was so used to all the you know the, the sounds of the mind and the people running around around you so imagine just sitting there with your head down working and then you could hear people walking around you or running around you and it's all just the the monsters that live down there i mean you're down there in their environment you know but uh, I forgot what he used to call them. It was something like the Mennonites, but I know it's not the Mennonites, but because that's uh, you know a form of Amish. But he all he had a name for him, but he was always talking about it. We always used to think he was crazy. But can you imagine working two thousand feet underground and having some like little fucking monster come up, start pulling on your coattails or stealing your wrenches? Weirdo shit, man. That's it. Makes me think of those experiments where they. Uh, oh damn. That's crazy. So yeah, it makes me think of these experiments, dude, where they they shielded people like in these electromagnetic, um, well, shielded rooms, right? So it blocks people off from like all of the normal ambient, uh, who knows, solar rays, electromagnetic fields that are out there in nature, uh, plus our own shit. And what they found was people started hallucinating, people would start crying. Like, their emotions would just go out of control. Um, I don't know. You think it, it might have something to do, like, with that stuff? Or uh, I, for one, believe in the inner earth theory. I just, I, I don't know. It's more interesting to believe it than not, you know? <laughs> inner earth or hollow earth? Uh, both, both. They're kind of synonymous to me. I'm not sure if there's a difference. Okay. So you believe that uh, Avril Bird was correct? Yeah, I do, I do. Uh, the The reason why I believe that is, well, there's a lot of weirdness surrounding Admiral Byrd um, and his death and his son's death too. Uh, and they have a weird tie to Edgar Allan Poe for some reason. And Edgar Allan Poe was actually getting into Inner Earth when he died in similar circumstances as Admiral Byrd, uh, his son. Um, that's some, something to look into. It's kind of weird, but fucking trust me, it's 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 true and it's it's fucking strange. Uh, makes me think that something's up. And then you have all the accounts of people like from everywhere else in the world. You know, like there was this, there was a lady. Uh, she was like on a on a tour guide or on on a tour, and they were underground somewhere in South America, and she went down there and then she like kind of she decided to go off into like this crevice right and they were already underground and she said that when she got to the other end of the crevice that 
it was like that scene in Lord of the Rings where the fucking the bridge collapses and there's like you know one end and then the other end you, you can't connect but the other end the other side is visible so she said that she got there to to like some precipice and it was just a giant fucking gaping chasm and on the other side of the chasm she could see herself over there and she was like waving at herself on the other side and that there was these other beings like around her other self kind of waving at her too but they looked like kind of weird she doesn't describe how they looked she just says they, they looked weird she got scared and she escaped and there's i don't know it's a fucking shit ton of stories like that dude and then your friend's story you know i i don't know i believe his ass whether they were hallucinations or not i, I can't i can't say but i don't know i would tend to believe stuff like that see this is the thing is in school I've learned about Edgar Edgar whatever the fuck his name is Edgar yeah I've I've read his poems and the type of weird you know bureaucracy he, he was on in his multiple poems that he wrote that you know involved some sort of weird beings who that other person was and what they had in connection with him you know because you know people make stories they can just make shit up off the top of their mind but when multiple people are involved it, it, it makes it different they don't just come up with some random shit and make a movie Yeah, they've had to have something happen in their life that They've had to, you know, tell the story. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I, I didn't think about that. He did have that that element of like that kind of almost supernatural stranger, you know. Yeah, like the, the like the people under the house. I don't remember the exact oh. you know, name of the poem, but mm-hmm. if you remember, the person or the female or whatever was underneath the house making noises and shit. You know, it couldn't be the first time he's thought of something like that. Yeah. Edgar Allan Poe, what type of, uh, what, did, what did he write? Was it science fiction or you said it was more po- poetic, right? He, he made poetry and I'll, I'll try and look it up exactly what the name of the poem was that I'm thinking about, the person under the house. You know, I know it's not much comparison, but look at uh, uh, Hubbard from the Scientology. Yeah. Is it Rob, Robert Hubbard? Yeah. El- he used to yeah. make uh, science fiction books, right? Yeah. And then uh, his science fiction books started to uh, not sell as much. And then he took his Scientology into a religion. Yeah. Look, well, he went from one extreme to the other. Yeah. You, know, you could use uh, your writing abilities to uh, start a, uh, I don't want to compare religion to cult, but I mean, look what he did from, he turned science fiction into cult, into occultism. I mean, Christianity started out as small cults, you can call it, scattered around in the desert until they unified, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks to comparison, uh, uh, good to bad, but, um, I mean, Timmy's looking up right now, the, the poetry. Yeah. I actually found something. It says, uh, the Haunted Palace, in quotations. Yeah. Poem by Edgar Allan Poe, 
the 48 blind poem was first released in April of 1839. It was eventually incorporated into the fall of the House of Usher. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh-huh. Written by Roderick Usher. Yeah. And so, if it says haunted, you know, think about, like, what really is haunted? You know, he had to see something. You couldn't just think of that shit in the top of his head. What is haunted? Yeah. And, and what does that mean for the, for us nowadays? Well, you know, back then, the, you know, different times, they used to have, uh, what, uh, opium bars, abstinent, uh, other uh, over-the-counter hallucinogens. Yeah. So imagine the way of uh, expanding your mind or uh, meditating back then, you know, with an educated, uh, uh, an educated mindset, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, imagine, I can only imagine what it'd be like to be uh, somebody with a doctorate and then turn around and take some hallucinogen and uh, write down the details of your experience. Yeah. Did you guys uh, happen to listen to that latest uh, Joe Rogan um, podcast with uh, Rick Strassman? No, I haven't yet, no. That's the dude that he gave people um, intravenous uh, DMT in a lab setting. And, like, a lot of those people reported getting abducted by aliens and shit. And they're, like, they're just watching them, you know, on a bed in the lab as they're having these crazy spiritual experiences that that fucking episode is worth listening to dude pretty cool oh, that's crazy. see I've, I've heard some weird things about dmt um somebody that me and james actually used to work with her name was gina uh-huh. and uh towards the end of you know her being uh, our friend at work uh, she randomly like the last few weeks i knew her she started talking about dmt and how her brother died like 10 years ago and she took DMT and she was able to talk with him and all kinds of weird shit. Like wow. her last two weeks, all she talked about was DMT and how you need to try this. And, you know, I spoke with this person. That's the only subject she ever like spoke of. Yeah. And she never talked about these things before. It, it DMT, what what if that's fucking frying your brain? What if... Was it lobotomy or something? Yeah, like, what if you've heard of these subjects before, like, you know, alien abductions, and, you know, you've watched the movie um, Independence Day with Will Smith. Was it Will Smith? Yeah. Um, how they fucking, the aliens attacked fucking the Earth and shit like that. And that one fucking weird kamikaze dude in the airplane decided to just crash into that shit with the nuke what if those ideologies were just implanted into your brain you take this drug and now that's just what you're thinking about at that time and and that causes those ideas to, to sprout while you're taking this drug it's expanding your mind man. It, 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 yeah exactly it's expanding your mind and because that's what's on your mind while you're taking this drug. That's what you're thinking about, and really, it's not true. What's your third eye? When yeah. They, they say why they put the fluoride in the water to keep you from expanding your mind. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. Yeah, that's that's been traced back to truth. 
towards actually helping yourself or not helping yourself, but making it to where you can't progress and, you know, realize what's really going on. Yeah. The the DMT shit, honestly, I want to try it, um, but I'm scared, man. Uh, is What's that, that sleep chamber, that meditation chamber that you can go to? Joe Rogan talked about it. Uh, oh, that just like the sensory deprivation tanks? There you go, where they put you the ambient uh, temperature of the water, and yeah. then they take light away from you, and then if you uh, take any said hallucinogen, you, your body fucking totally goes on one yeah supposedly even without hallucinogens um without drugs uh people have experienced like lights and hearing hearing uh some kind of conscious person talk to you that's not you you know there's a podcast that i listen to um long story short these people that play video games that just have to make a podcast and uh they had a really good point about um, DMT. This person, you know, decided with their friends that they wanted to order DMT some, from from some random person. And it took forever. Oh, shit. And there was a certain way that you have to take DMT, like in certain dosages and certain ways and shit like that, for it to actually work. And they said they took the DMT, and you're like, you're supposed to take it like an acid tab, but instead they tried to smoke it like it was um, like a bulk, and it ended like it, w- it was just horrible experience for them. They said that it, it really didn't work, and they were going to try it again eventually. But to go back to what I was talking about before with that that person that I used to work with, they said that they were fucking actually talking to like people that were dead how does that it, it, it's hard to fucking ask the question because it just makes no sense it, how yeah. it it opens your mind really. it, it, it opens your yeah like like you said it opens your mind but who knows if it's actually real you know what's crazy oh. is uh, I, I would I would like to like try it the traditional way in the Amazon, you can go, and uh, you can go to an ayahuasquero, and what those guys do is, out of all the fucking biodiversity in the Amazon, you imagine how many fucking thousands, millions of species of plants there are in a square mile, probably. They found, uh, since times unknown to us, that this one particular vine and this one particular leaf when brewed together uh, makes uh, bioavailable I guess you can call it uh, DMT in a brew and they call, they call it uh, the vine of souls I think is is, is what they, they refer to it as and it's like a medicinal drink for them right and it's like a shaman has to guide you through it you have to not eat red meat for like two weeks um you have to do all kinds of shit to prepare for it, right? And so you go over there and you trip with DMT and a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people have like these experiences where they're talking to their dead relatives or experiences where they they take like a bunch of people that have like addiction problems 
you know, meth, heroin, drinking, you name it. And these people will go into this realm under the guidance of the shaman and they'll have the DMT uh, trip and they will never touch substances again, you know, because they said that they learned lessons or whatever in whatever fucking land they, they journeyed to. So you think you could be an alcoholic or a heroin addict and then go through this type of meditation and come back good? Now, that's, that's, what, that's what's happened. You know, it's, it's well, now that reminds me of actually something that I used to watch. It's called, uh, I think it's just called Vice, V I C E. Yeah. On HBO. And it's on MTV, HBO, oh. all kinds of shit. Yeah. Yeah. They have and their own channel now. Oh. This dude it, it is basically a weed program. You know, a lot of the shit they do, they invite people over, they cook shit with weed, THC, CBD, shit like that. Um, but there's, few episodes where um, he actually went to some country, I don't exactly remember what it was but they took shrooms mm-hmm. and a shaman and it was a whole tradition where they go out and pick these shrooms from the field and they eat them the, the mushrooms and it was an entire experience like you just explained with the DMT and that's got me thinking is what if it was actually like a DMT experience just with shrooms because he, you know, he took the shrooms and he started having these hallucinogens and, you know, mental uh, capacities that happened where he was thinking about all these fucking things that, you know, happened to him, used to happen to him, shit like that. Yeah. They, uh, have you ever, have, have you ever taken shrooms, Tim? I, I haven't. No, me neither, but uh-huh. it, it's something that I, I might venture into one of these days yeah i have a lot future podcast yeah (laughs) there you go yeah we could we could probably save that one for later because yeah i got some stories about mushrooms buddy man uh to 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 me the mushroom is uh is uh to, to be revered you know um for what it's done for me and for some of the insights that I've been able to gain from it, that really it was life-changing, you know? It's it, a psychedelic, right? Yeah, yeah, psychedelic psilocybin is the active uh, ingredient. I've done a lot. I've done a lot of stuff like that, like uh, uh, salvia, too. I think salvia is still legal. You can still go buy it. Um, I'm kind of weary of it because of my past experiences with uh, different batches of it being so so different, you know? Uh, but I don't mean to cut you off, mm-hmm. but uh, there's YouTube videos actually of people taking salvia. Oh yeah, freaking the fuck out. Yeah, fuck yeah, you can freak the fuck out. Good lord, because you, okay, so like just short, short right here because we're probably we're coming up on two hours and thirty minutes. Um, fuck yeah. So when I did a salvia the first time. Let me tell you, like, like, well, okay, so salvia, just fact, salvia is the most powerful hallucinogenic drug ever, ever encountered, ever. Yeah, was uh, spice shit? I don't know, but I think I wouldn't say worse. I would say it affects you, right? Because salvia was, for me, both the most terrifying experience that I've ever had in my whole life. Wow. And, and 
the be- like one of the best experiences that I've had in my whole life. And uh, this is where this, this is why I say something about the inconsistency of the of the trip. You know, it's it's not the same. Um, but yeah, that shit fucking sends you like you're just gone. You know, you died. That's it. There's no there is no you. You're just your body is gone, and uh, whatever you're experiencing, you gotta watch it, and hopefully, your mental constitution is able to take it in. Or you're gonna be like those dudes jumping out the fucking third floor of their apartment, trying to run well, from run from it. You know, did eat someone's face off like that. Uh, bath salts. Did that really happen? I don't know. I mean, that could just be propaganda, but at the same time, like, uh, I mean, half all those chemicals were made in a uh, bio lab. To I mean, look how like opiates the first beginning, you know, an, an opiate could cure anything, you know. Like you see some of these drug commercials; they're no different than a uh, a uh, tampon commercial. You could run, uh, run, <laughs> run, bike, swim, and go on vacation with uh, this new herp- herpicidal yep. or tamp commercial. You know, it's all the same. Yep. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I've heard about bath salts is like you're indestructible. Whoa. Like no one can defeat you. You can just go on a fucking rampage of really. You know, you can you can get tased five times and shot five times, and you're still standing attacking like. I say we uh, start off our uh, next podcast on the uh, bath salts. You know, I don't know if there's pros and cons of bath salts, but <laughs> if you ever needed to uh, climb a mountain in one hour, bath salts. There you go. Now bath. There you Sweet. go. Bath salts, the new myth, the clean myth, the vegan myth. Oh, vegan. dude. <laughs> vegan myth. That's what they're really destroying the orange fields for in the Redlands is assaults oh dude you know yeah okay okay that's that's a good place to stop and also uh in in a way fuck the orange groves anyway (laughs) (laughs) grow whatever you want to grow yeah at this point that shit's still going to be expensive at the grocery store am i right yeah it is fucking grows on trees and they still sell it here for like a premium but anyways all right guys well a good podcast and uh Hopefully we'll do this again next week. Sounds good. Definitely. I, I think by this time next week, uh, we'll have things uh, settled a, a little bit better. We won't be on a phone call. We'll all be on uh, separate recordings. All right, cool. So let, let's, uh, with this being the first uh, episode that's going to be published on um, Spotify and uh, wherever else I can put it, uh, i introduce myself. My name's Sean, and uh, I eat mushrooms. <laughs> Enjoy your mushrooms. All right. And uh, we got James. He uh, he does a lot of shit. He has cats. <laughs> Fucking cats. Yeah. Fucking cats. Title the name right there. Mr. Timmy, you can introduce yourself, man. I, uh, I told myself I was never going to work at Domino's again. And uh, here I am. You need pizza to deliver. God damn. All right, buddies. Well, good podcast. Uh, Talk to you guys next week. All right, man. Yeah, brother. Over and out.